Lebowski. <laughs> Welcome to the Weekly Alone. Weekly Alone? Weekly Town Alone Basketball and Hockey Podcast. Sponsored by the makers of Crayola. Crayola, have some for lunch. <laughs> with you, as always, is your host, Adam Hess. That's me. And in person this week, I'm with Mike. I, I'm giving you nicknames on the show. I was almost going to give you a nickname. <laughs> Mike Regan. Mike, how are you doing today? Do you really not? I've never noticed that. No, I only give you nicknames on the the TAP. Mm-hmm. Tap. Doing good. Were you a crayon eater as a kid? Is that where that came from? No. Crayon eaters are Marines. Oh, wow. You don't know that? It's Call Marines the fucking crayon eaters. Spoken from, spoken from a Navy child? Marines and then uh, Titans and Destiny. Mm. Titans are also crayon eaters. Titans. That's where I've heard it before. Yeah. Titans are, are, are crayon eaters. Titans are big-ass crayon eaters. So we just went and saw the Iron Claw. Uh-huh. Not much to talk about it now, but it's solid. Um, can you think of any other wrestling like story, person, family that you think should be a, a biopic? The Pillmans. I'm going to go ahead and pass on that one. It'd be really compelling for one of them and not compelling at all for the <laughs> not other. Not at all compelling for their one, yeah. Do you have one? No, I've been trying to think of one. Like, what's the next, like, really good one? I mean, The Roads, just because you would get, like, a really... You, I mean, you yeah. get a really good story with Dusty. And you get, like, all the Stardust stuff and... Ric Flair, maybe. That'd be kind of depressing at times. It would be kind of depressing at times. Yeah. Then it's the McMahons. Yeah, the McMahons probably the go-to. Um, I know, you go through all the Rock's cousins. Hey, could you go well, there? You have that. There it's called you have y- that, Young yeah. Rock. <laughs> Sorry, a TV show. I wonder if you could, TV anymore. What if you could do one on ECW? Was there any families involved in ECW? No, but well, then that really breaks who, the rules of this would, question. Who would play Paul Heyman? Don't Dane say Devito. Damn it! I was, <laughs> I was about to say, don't say Devito. I was say Paul Walterhauser. <laughs> um, uh, Paul Giamatti. <laughs> I can't really see that for some reason. He's the wrong, wrong energy. <laughs> Paul Giamatti does not have Paul Heyman energy. I don't think so. No. No, he doesn't. Paul Giamatti has, like, IRS energy. Like the wrestler? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you have to, you have to it, doesn't he have kids that wrestle? Uh, Who are his kids? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Rotundos. So, Bo Dallas and the now. There's your movie. Bray Wyatt. About the Rotundos? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, if we st- if we strictly have to do ones that have some sort of like depressing, tragic aspect to it. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of not a lot of great families that have like depression all the way through the family mm-hmm. the way that the Von Erichs do. Yeah, if you want like tragic or death, you'd have to go like prior to this time frame. Like you couldn't do a modern day thing, like I you were you, saying. You could just do like, you could just do an entire movie on uh, Bruiser Brody. I, that's so. That's one part I made too. I like that one. Yeah, because he, he makes an appearance in this movie. He does. Yeah, I don't so, know if they got to play him. It was uh, um, Dan Day-Lewis. He really disappeared into the role. He really did. Yeah. Outside of the Von Erich actors, there weren't really many notable names. Except Timothy Oliphant. I don't remember seeing him. He played Ric Flair. That was not Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> <laughs> that was some nobody they picked off like the side of the street who did a terrible Ric Flair impression. Damn. I'm giving the movie one star because of that one, one star, scene. Bad Ric Flair. Yeah, bad Ric Flair. Great Ric Flair hair, though. No. Yeah. You're still wrong with that. It was too thin. Yeah, his, hair, his hair was fluffier i think that you just see that think that because you were watching him in like below standard definition back in those days maybe well it's still in these days because it's old footage so no matter how, no matter like how much you up That's it yeah. no matter which days it is it's still standard def yeah hey do you know what show the jefferson spun off from i'm gonna say the honeymooners or the Brady Bunch. Bam, boom. Straight to moving on up. 
What is it? I don't remember. I was asking you. Oh. <laughs> I got in a conversation the other day about what the best, what the most successful spinoff of all time is. Joey. <laughs> um, it spun off of All in the Family. I don't remember that show at all. Uh, the the conclusion we came to is the most successful spinoff of all time was Frasier. That's a spinoff? Yeah, it's from Cheers. Oh. oh. Why did I think one was a spinoff from 30 Rock? <laughs> Not 30 Rock. Uh, Third Rock, Rock from, from the, the Sun. Sun. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, this is a basketball and hockey podcast. It is. It is. We're talking about basketball and hockey and hockey and basketball. Mike, this week I figure we'll talk about basketball and hockey and hockey and basketball. Mm-hmm. So you want to start it up and talk about some basketball? Yeah. That seemed very enthused. I have a hot take. You want to start with the hot take or you mm-hmm. want to save the hot take? I'm sorry, yeah. Okay. Suns are done. Suns are done. We could have definitely saved this for the Christmas <laughs> game slate, but okay. Oh, we can. That's right. Well, I'll come back to it there. Preview. Suns are done. Well, we might as well hit it while we're here now. Mm-hmm. Right. Where are the done Suns? Because uh, Malik Monk ruined them. Malik Monk ruined the Suns? <laughs> Did you see that dunk last night? Yeah. Also, Brandon Eubanks should have to leave the league. Malik Monk dunks on you? Like You're it, out? It wasn't just that Malik Monk dunked on For those who didn't see, it was fast break. I forgot who had the ball like to the side of the basket. Passed it back to Malik Monk, who was just coming down the center of the court, full fucking speed. Brandon Eubanks, for a second, thinks like he may have contemplated it. And then sometimes people would say he made the right business business decision. I don't think this was a business decision. I think he was scared <laughs> and just got the fuck out of the way as Malik Monk tried to take the rim off the backboard. It's a big moment for me as the only remaining member of the Hive of uh, Malik Monk is better than De'Aaron Fox. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. Yeah, I just I just pulled up the clip to uh, take a look at it, and Eubanks really does. He like thinks about it and goes up and is just like, "I got kids, man." Yeah, I can't do this. <laughs> when I first saw the highlight, I was like, I figured it was it was such a bitch move. I was like, that was Nurkic. That <laughs> was a black man. So <laughs> no, Eubanks is white. Was he white? Yeah. Was he? No, I mean, like, I know, I know Eubanks, I knew Eubanks is white. I just, I, when I was looking at the clip, I guess I was just watching Malik Monk. Yeah, I had to watch it back to get the jersey number because I don't, you know, I guess I'm ignorant to basketball. I don't recognize Kevin Eubanks. Kevin Eubanks. <laughs> well, speaking of Kevin Eubanks, Great. John Morant's back. Yeah. How did, how has no one done the John Wick, yeah, I'm thinking I'm back in relation to John Morant <laughs> dropping 34 and 20 in his first two games? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it has the gun tie-in, so. Yeah, and everyone was calling him Jaw Wick. Were they really? Yeah. Oh, that At was the joke was. with the guns? Yeah. Oh, uh, that was probably just you. Might have been me. It's pretty good, though, right? Yeah. Pretty, pretty good Pretty good joke nickname. You live in a Twitter bottle, bottle? <laughs> a Twitter bubble where the only thing you follow is yourself? Yeah. But yeah, like, uh, John Moran comes back. Grizzlies are 2-0 and in those games. Grizzlies saved? They're only uh, five games out of the play-in now? Yeah, I pulled up here. Oh, yeah, I mean, it seems like that was more. That was more with a question mark. That was a facetious question. To are they back? So you're saying they're not back? I'm saying they're not back. What if I told you though, with John ja Morant, they're currently on pace to win 55 games straight? <laughs> True. That's quick math. <laughs> that would be something else. That would really make the. Does that make you believe? No. Hey, while we're recording, Boston and uh, Clippers are in the fourth quarter with about five minutes left, and Boston's up 128-98. Yeah. Did you watch any of the Jordan Poole revenge game last night? <laughs> no, I didn't. Wizards? <laughs> Wizards are terrible. Yeah, they are. We're uh, already already off the, the rails here a little Sorry. bit. Losing, losing to the Warriors right now isn't a good look. But, yeah, the Wizards, Wizards are fucking terrible. 
Uh, the ESPN headline, by the way, for Wizards Warriors is Steph Curry outduels former teammate Jordan Poole. Was not much of a goal. Uh, I'd hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, John Morant, right? Mm-hmm. So they've won back-to-back games. One on the road at New Orleans, which was the first game where he comes back and drops 34, including, I believe, the game winner. And then 20 in his first home game against Indiana, which Indiana's in a fucking skid, but we'll talk about that in a little yeah. bit. What do you think? Grizzlies make the playoffs? Oh, they can slide in. In the West? In the Not the playoffs. I think they can get to the play-in. Play-in? Yeah, I think they can get to the play-in. Play-in? Maybe with, with Ja back. If he plays like this and avoids any other unfortunate situations. <laughs> if he did, hopefully he doesn't accidentally flash a gun on Instagram Live. Yeah. So what? You think, oh, man. I mean, it's tough sledding, right? Your play-in teams right now, Suns, Lakers, Rockets, Mavs. If we assume the Rockets drop out because they've been they've been losing a lot recently and just are kind of riding their hot start, they still like then the Warriors slot in. So you're still who are you betting on being knocked out there? Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, LeBron James, or Luka Doncic? Yeah, that's kind of tough. They can't get ahead of the Jazz though. <laughs> that's good because what every team really wants to do is finish 12th in the West. <laughs> yeah, I think they can outduel uh, Jordan Clarkson, Laurie Markkinen, Laurie Markkinen. Laurie Markkinen is going to get traded. Probably that seems like a mistake to me. For the Jazz? For the Jazz. He's so good. He is. Like that, and he's young still, man. I don't know. Seems like a mistake. Yeah. He's going to go be like the best player on, I don't know, the Pistons. Although, there's about 30 teams in the league that would have the best player, best on, player the on the Pistons. Best player on the Pistons. The Mavericks have really kind of fallen from grace, haven't they? Just because they were like fourth in the West a couple weeks ago? Yeah, another playing team. It's embarrassing. Kyrie's been in and out of the lineup, which uh, Ghost. <laughs> definitely hurts them. Yeah. So what? What if, to, if you were a gambling man, right? Yeah. Where would you put the win total for Memphis right now? They're at eight. Yes, they're at eight. Fifty-five games right remaining. Now, you can get plus one ninety-four on FanDuel for them to win forty games. And I don't think that you make the playoffs this year with a record worse than five hundred. Yeah. In the West. So that would have them going thirty-two and twenty-three down the stretch. Yeah, that'd be forty. That's plausible. I feel more comfortable with like 30 and 25. I mean, Jock comes in, turns the team around. So really, how good is the team? Yeah, and they were so bad without him. And they still don't have anyone in their backcourt. I mean, you're you're really reliant on John Morant, Desmond Bain, and Jared Jackson Jr. to play well. And they're like hoping Marcus Smart gets back. And Marcus Smart is like a shadow of him for his uh, play on, on Boston. Yeah, like I don't think Marcus Smart makes a big enough of a difference. No, I agree. Just, not 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 modern era Mar- Marcus Smart. Yeah, despite all the hustle awards he's won. The one? He's won like four, five. They haven't had it around that long, have they? I think they've had it for like two or three years. I feel so like they just they just created it for him. How's he won four or five? I'll tell you what, Mike. So it was founded in 2016. For some reason, I thought that was a lot more recent. Yeah. Marcus Smart has won it three times. Can you name another player that's won it? Kevin Love. No. Because he's white. Is that your, your guessing thing here? Oh, no, but Pat Connaughton. No. Who? Well, give me one more guess. Three three's a good round number. Three's a good round number. I'm going to say Dylan Brooks. Thad Young, Montrez Harrell, Patrick Beverly. Pat Bev makes sense. And Amir Johnson. I don't know who that is. He's the only person who is not active in the NBA who's won this award. Yeah. Uh, looking at like some of the numbers more. Maybe, I don't know, like adding 
as much as the team struggled without him, when you add Morant to, like you said, Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr., that's like a strong triplet of players. It is. It's it's a strong triplet, but they got nothing else. Derrick Rose off the bench. It's 2023, Mike. <laughs> He's averaging nine points. He won his MVP award 10 years ago. It's time we move on. All right. You're not a Luke Kennard believer? I am kind of a Luke Kennard believer. Are you? Yeah. You're a Luke Kennard truther. A little Luke Kennard truther. Wow. I think that this is th- – I would say this is a team that's primed to make a move, but I think it's just a gap year for them. They just have to waste a year. They have to burn yeah. a year of Jaws prime, which blows, but – I think it will basically come down to – like I think the Rockets and Jazz fall out of the way, so it will probably be – if let's say the other teams stay relatively like similar to where they are in the rankings, you're looking at either Steph Curry in the Warriors or Ja and the Grizzlies getting in. And I, I don't, I don't know who I'm more confident in. I guess yeah. Steph Curry because we've seen him win rings and we haven't seen Ja do that. Uh, who'd they beat before Washington? The Warriors. Yeah, last night where Jordan Poole shot three or twelve from three. <laughs> um, they beat someone else this week right they beat someone on the road i think yeah because when that game started they were talking about how the warriors felt that game celtics uh yeah how they felt that game could have been like a big turning point for the season so celtics that is a good one but following it up with the wizards win isn't exactly like we're back baby i mean warriors haven't lost a game since the 14th how many games they played what three four four in that time oh, wow that's a good little run yeah. What's what's uh what's the phrase? One's a run. One's a one's a something. Something's a one. Two's a streak. One's a streak. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> That's not. Uh, Draymond Green Ewing theory. Ooh. I mean, Draymond Green's been holding this team back all these years. Yeah. Also, it wouldn't be a Ewing theory because that theory, which was trademarked by Bill Simmons, is that you remove the best player and the team gets better. Yeah. And I don't think Draymond was the best player on that team. He's the best puncher. Draymond thinks he's the best player on that team. Draymond thinks he's the best player on every team. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, just to go one more comment about Warriors Washington. So Kyle Kuzma goes one of five from three. He had a whopping seven points. That dude, I feel like every time I looked up at the screen, he was taking like a fadeaway shot from the corner, like a corner three, fading away like out of bounds. Never, never made it. <laughs> Kyle Kuzma just always wants to be the last guy in a sports movie. Yeah. That's there, his ultimate goal. Is there better like big dick energy with the play that doesn't back it up than a tandem of Kyle Kuzma and Jordan Poole. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, that's a good question. Who's the best tandem that sucks but doesn't realize it? That might be it. might be Kyle Kuzma. And I, although I even like Kyle Kuzma. You do? Yeah. You like his goofy shirts? Oh, I didn't say I like his shirts. You like shooting 27.3 from the what, field? What's he shooting on the season? How about that, bud? He's shooting. He's, he's the new Jeremy Grant. Let me say that about Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma is going to go to another team and be completely ineffectual. Or Christian Wood. He like Kyle Kuzma looks good because he's getting every fucking shot he wants in the world. Forty six point eight on the season. Is that effective or is that just general from the floor? That's general from the floor. Okay, yeah, I mean it's a little low. And then he's shooting thirty six point one from three. That's pretty good. Which is pretty good. Yeah. People like Steph Curry just make it look like it's okay, but it's actually pretty good. Yeah, we get really we get really caught up on the Steph Curry of it all. When we talk about three point percentage. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, don't know if you have any more thoughts on Memphis, or you wanna you wanna start previewing some games here. No, I want to wait a few more games before we start anointing Jaw the Savior of Memphis. Jaws is Christ. Is that anything? That could be something. That could be something, right? Yeah. Josiah. Yeah. Josiah. That could be something. Just get like I don't know some big basketball influencer to tweet it, and it's definitely something. I thought that was us. 
I thought we were the big basketball influencers. Oh, that's right, we are. I forgot, yeah. <laughs> As we sit in a vacant donut shop to record our podcast. <laughs> Not a lot of people know this, Mike. Mm-hmm. But around this time of year, they typically have Christmas. And the NBA dominates Christmas until this year where the NFL is going to do it. No one will remember the NBA was ever on Christmas. Yeah. So we got five games on the Christmas slate, which is, to some, the most important regular season calendar date for the NBA. Me, personally, I always think that November 3rd is, but to each their own. Is that when the season started? No. What's November 3rd? It's Ram Day? Yeah, it's the oh, most okay. important day on the NBA calendar. <laughs> All right. So we got Bucks at Knicks, Warriors at Nets, Nets, Warriors at Nuggets, Celtics at Lakers, 76ers at Heat, Mavericks at Suns. feel like we'll just start from the early game and go all the way to the latest. Okay. Just uh, do a, a quick preview ski. Start here with Bucks at Knicks. Last time I checked, the line was Bucks minus three and a half. These teams have already played twice this season. Bucks won both games, 146-122 and 110-105. Scale of 1 to 10, Mike, how are you feeling about this game? Mitchell Robinson, done for the season? Sounds like it. I don't know. I'm like I'm a big Hartenstein guy now. So <laughs> we brought We brought back Taj Gibson. Yeah, he, I saw him playing like in the third quarter the other day. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me, Tibbs. Uh, what are we doing here? It doesn't matter what position we lose a player at. Tibbs is just calling Taj Gibson. <laughs> We're down a point guard. Call Taj. <laughs> Tibbs, the, the equipment manager, pulled a hamstring. Call Taj. <laughs> Call Taj. Call Taj. Get him in the building. Uh, yeah. Wow. Um, Jalen Brunson's been super hot lately, so that's a good sign. Are you worried about having him as your best player? A little bit. He's he. I think he definitely like learned and from Luca. In some aspects, he doesn't have the boards, but in some aspects of like how he plays, um, he's like extremely on ball. Yeah, and he, trying to create his own shots. He is extremely on ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is part of like the worry with him being with Randall is that Randall also likes to dribble, 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 as Charles Barkley would say, <laughs> to try to create a shot that's probably not there. Shooting forty-seven point eight from the field, shooting forty-six point two from three. He's almost shooting just the same for three as he is for the field. So he got real hot. He did. He got super hot. I um super. I don't like shooting eighty percent from the charity stripe. I think that's disgusting. Uh, I think all players should shoot ninety. You shouldn't be in the NBA, but that's just me. <laughs> um, I feel okay. Like I don't like, against teams like the Bucks. I don't feel super confident. Yeah, Bucks are stupid hot right now too. Yeah, seven game win streak. Giannis trying to surge back to MVP status. Dollar Dame just broke what was it twelve thousand points? Yeah, he and he also hit third all time on the threes list in that same game where Giannis hit, got sixty four. Oh damn! No, yeah. he didn't get. But Dame didn't get the game ball. That's Giannis <laughs> said he was trying to get the game ball for Dame. Liar! Yeah, fucking liar! <laughs> Greek liar! That's what they call him. It was funny. They showed the list of players, active players who broke twelve thousand, and like it was like LeBron, and then in a row it was like Durant, Harden, Westbrook. Because Under had all of them. I know, like, Harden wasn't Harden then. He coming off the bench wasn't, like, what he became. But it's just crazy to think that. Yeah. And now we're all just like, when are the Thunder going to win a title? Can't wait for Chet Holmgren to be on the Suns while Shea Gildas Alexander is playing back up on the Clippers. Wouldn't that be a homecoming for him? Oh, yeah. That's a good point. You know what? Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. SGA to the Clippers for Westbrook. Who says no? It was like when uh, D'Lo came back to the Lakers. Yeah, <laughs> and when he inevitably gets traded to Brooklyn this year again, too. Uh, time is a flat circle, my friends. Yeah, so I like the Knicks to beat up and be like good against teams like 4-10 to 10 right now in the standings. I feel good about playing those other like playoff-slash-playing teams. So basically like the Magic. Magic or 4. Yeah. Let me see. 
Let me see if I can get 10 in the East off the top of my head here. The Magic to the Raptors. No, Magic to the Bulls. Oh. Yeah, Magic Heat, Cavs, Pacers, Nets, and the Bulls. Are the Raptors next? No, the Hawks are next. Fuck me. And <laughs> then it's the Raptors who are a game behind the Hawks, 11-17. Why are you, what, do you think the Raptors are a playing team? I think the East is kind of weak. You yeah, got your top teams. Weak. You got, like, at the top, you have Celtics, Bucks, Sixers. Mm-hmm. Those three teams are really strong. Then you have kind of, like, a middle tier with, I mean, it might honestly just be, like, Magic Knicks in the middle tier. Magic Knicks Heat, maybe. Yeah. And then there's, like, a messy middle bottom area, and mm-hmm. then it's the Pistons way the fuck down at the bottom. Yeah, like, if – jump back real quick to, like, Memphis. If they were in the east and where they were, I'd be like, oh, yeah, they can, they're going to – Yeah. They're set, they're set up nice. Like, yeah, but Memphis has to play, like, the Timberwolves, the Lakers, the Nuggets, exactly. the Warriors. The Mavs, yeah. like, those teams compared to, like, oh, John, Desmond Bain are going to get to play the Raptors, the Nets, the Bulls, the Hornets. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they would eat those teams alive, so suck at Brooklyn. At least this way they get the Spurs. That's true. Who did beat the Lakers? But anyways, everybody, I think they've, like, the Lakers are so underwhelming this it's year. It's almost like we'll get get to that in a couple minutes. Oh, here. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, like we said previously, the Knicks are definitely without Mitch Robinson for the time being. Could be all season. And Jericho Sims is out. So who's going to guard Giannis? Hartenstein. It's like all Hartenstein. Hartenstein. Maybe, throw, maybe like you might have to like get Barrett to play more inside to help out. Yeah, is do you just play like a two three zone and hope that Giannis can't figure it out? Yeah, but then it's like, all right, well, what is Dame not going to have a great? Not going to learn forget how to shoot the basketball all of a sudden? And he's guard him, Jalen Brunson. I love Jalen, but defense is not his strength. Terrible on defense. Get like, uh, get Grimes back in there, man. He had such a rough start to begin the season. Tibbs lost all faith in him. It doesn't take a lot for Tibbs to lose faith in a young player. Yeah, you just have to not try on defense two possessions in yeah. a row. Or you miss like a couple of shots. You like kids lost it. You don't understand what ice is. No, <laughs> gotta know your ice. Let's uh, I'm just off the the cuff here. Let's let's get predictions for these games. Okay. So give me winner final score. All right. So in this game, it is obviously. Sorry, it is obviously that the Bucks are probably going to win, but. Just to keep with my Homer gimmick, the Knicks are going to win. 127 to 112. Tibbs is going to get the defense he's always wanted, he's dreamed about. I like how you're going to hold the Bucks to 112 points, yep. too. Um, I'm obviously going to go with the real answer here. Yeah. <laughs> Just for information's sake, the line is <laughs> three and a half. Only three now. Yeah, I mean. Brunson's been hot. You know, it's it's a double-edged sword. Brunson can't guard Dame, but Dame can't guard Brunson. Yeah. It's going to be I – mean, both teams should, if they're smart, or should just be pick-and-roll hunting. Is there a big man out there we could even trade for? OG and Anobi. That's about it, right? Or uh, Siakam? I, I wouldn't want Siakam. Yeah. Uh, OG and Anobi. Like, can Embiid just finally decide to force his way out? Can we just fast-forward in time? Not this year, man. That team's yeah. so good. I don't know Christian Wood, one of the depth guys on the, the <laughs> Lakers. Yeah, it's let's go get Rui. Rui's pretty. He's got length on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Rui, but I, a Rui's a four, and you need a five. Yeah, and B, I I don't think the Lakers are going to trade Rui. If they they shouldn't trade Rui. Rui's a good piece for them. Yeah, yeah. It might might just kind of be OG. And the Raptors aren't going to trade him because they they want to lose him for nothing again. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what's his face's favorite move. I know. I feel, we we need like a. 
a superstar big man to force themselves out. Seems like a good year for that. I feel like we haven't gotten a center forcing their way out in a minute. Since like Dwight Howard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Bucks one forty, Knicks one twenty one. I appreciate it. What? what? <laughs> I'm, I'm you know, I, I don't I don't want to ruin all the goodwill I just earned from this, but uh the Bucks defense is atrocious. It really is. Yeah. Which is funny. Well, they traded away one of the best perimeter defenders in the league in Drew yeah. Holiday for Dame Lillard. Of course, their defense was going to be terrible. I mean, Drew was holding everything together, and Chris Middleton's barely getting minutes anymore, and he used to be like a plus defender. Yeah. So you're kind of just relying on Giannis and Brooke Lopez to pick up all the slack. And the trade-off there was like, we'll score more points than like them, so we'll be fine. Yeah. Which works out great for every team that tries it. It suddenly started working out great. It took them a minute. Yeah, it's funny because the Bucks have this season have struggled defensively because they lost Holiday. But I feel like because of past seasons, you hear Bucks, you're like, oh, yeah, they, they probably they, they have a good defense. Yeah. And then you hear the Knicks, you're like, oh, yeah, Tibbs, they have a good defense. No, neither of these teams have a good defense. No, this, this should be a high-scoring game. Yeah. All right, next up, Warriors at Nuggets. Nuggets minus five and a half. I was reading Michael Pena mm-hmm. on The Ringer, and he put this great. Like, no offense to LeBron, no offense to Melo. Are these the two best offensive players of our lifetime in Steph and Jokic? Yeah. Well, I mean – Durant. Durant's a good call, yeah. Durant's a good call. If you like boring offense, Harden's a good call. Um, I think I would take Jokic and, and Curry above Harden. Yeah, that's fair. Doncic. Yeah, Doncic hasn't quite earned his stripes the way the other two guys have yet. Yeah. But it's it's a it's an argument. Like, like this, this should be a high-powered offensive game, which makes it great. So Nuggets, the line's minus 5.5 and unless it's moved. And their last matchup was 108-105. Uh, so, not exactly the offensive slugfest yeah. that we thought it would be. Um, minus six now. Okay, minus mm-hmm. six. So, it moved, moved half a point towards the Nuggets. Yeah. I don't like Golden State. <laughs> um, also, this is Golden State on the road. It's Golden State on the road, which is even worse. And then, as much as he has kind of become a, a distraction with his antics, like that, defensively, they still lose something without Draymond. Yeah, who, who guards Jokic in this game? Kaminga? Steve Kerr. Watching that game last night, I do like how Kaminga's coming along. I don't know. I think they should flip him. Flip him? For someone who's who's more ready now. You only got a few years left to Steph, man. You got yeah. well, to do everything you can to get some pieces around him. They just flipped their – last season they flipped <laughs> what other for, former first-round pick? Uh, James Wiseman. That's it, yeah. But he was – He's bad. He was bad. <laughs> and he's he's on the Pistons team that just is like, yeah. what if we get all of the first-round busts in the last few years and then our team's terrible? And combine them with Cade Cunningham. <laughs> yeah. We're going to tear the league apart. Cade Cunningham, Marvin Bagley III, <laughs> Jameis Wiseman, Kevin Knox, coming to TNT Thursday night. Yeah. What do you think they could get for Kuminga? Bus fare out of the city? Bus, yeah. Like, are, what are they going to get that would help them? Yeah, I mean, it would have to be Picks, Kuminga, Chris Paul, and... Um, uh, uh, Clay Thompson. For who? It opens up max cap space. Oh, okay. That's gotcha. that's how you're trading for someone who, or signing someone. They could just be like, all right, it's unfortunate because it Curry, but I think it's safe to say Curry has another good year in him. Yeah, yeah, so, he's been great this year. Yeah, maybe this year you work on restructuring the roster, and then you go into the off season and try to get that big max guy. Yeah, like if they if they somehow get like. If they, they're, you know, every year we get one of those NBA teams that just makes a billion trades. Yeah. Like, remember the Lakers did that last year and then mm-hmm. almost made the finals? Yeah. The Timberwolves did that one year, but much worse than the Lakers <laughs> did. The Timberwolves were, like, trading for, like, just 
10th and 11th guys on every team. Yeah. But, like, if they get, like, Kelton Johnson, OG Ananobi, and Laurie Markkinen in the building, mm-hmm. that team's formidable. Uh, I already know what's going to happen. What's that? They're going to make the roster space, and in the offseason, LeBron's opting out in L.A. He's going to go to Golden State. Let's go up the coastline a little bit, baby. Yeah, he's going to go down to Golden State. LeBron and Curry would not be fair. That'd be sick. I mean, they're both old, so you can like kind of talk yourself into how it is fair. Yeah. But that's that's so much basketball IQ on one team. That would be the only way to make that combination fair is for to have a 40-year-old LeBron and, like, what, a over 35-year-old Steph Curry? I think he's 36 right now. 36 yeah. right now, yeah. That would be the late 30s Steph Curry. That's the only way for that to be fair. Like, yeah. imagine that in their prime. Well, we kind of saw that with Durant. I mean, I know Durant's not LeBron James, but yeah. think about the 17-18 Warriors. I think Durant's a little... DeBrant. DeBrant? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't he play for the Detroit Red Wings? DeBrant. Um, we're going – I'm sorry. This is my last totally off-topic thing I'll do, which is a lie. i probably do it again. Durant, LeBron on defense. Eileen Durant. Eileen Durant. Eileen <laughs> LeBron. Eileen LeBron? Okay. It, it's, it's intelligence versus length. And LeBron has yeah. length, but Durant's, you know, got Mr. Fantastic arms. Mm-hmm. LeBron – LeBron was an all-defense caliber defender at one point. I don't know if Durant's ever been there. Never won defense player of the year. Neither one of them did. No, but you know who did? Rudy Gobert. MJ. Or no, he got he got some first-team all-defense. I think he, like I think he won defense player of the year. I think he did, yeah. yeah. Neither was Jokic, though. Fucking bum. Like, if you're LeBron, shouldn't that be, like, the thing you're putting all your effort into? I think Because he's chasing Michael constantly. I think you should be trying to win a clutch player of the year award. Or no, a hustle award. You should be trying to win the things <laughs> Michael couldn't have won. Like you already got you already got IST MVP, right? Michael can't yeah. do that. No. Next up, you gotta be in a movie that isn't Space Jam. Like, what if LeBron wins an Oscar for best actor? MJ never did that. <laughs> he didn't get one for Space Jam? No. Oh, wow. I Came in second place behind Daniel Day Lewis and there will be blood. <laughs> what a weird year that one yeah. was. Um I had a third this thing. is my boy, H.W. Yeah. Space Jam, H.W. LeBron. This is my boy, Bronny. <laughs> oh, my heart, <laughs> Bronny. No, that's yeah, a different one. It's definitely going deaf. He yeah. has no heart anymore. Then LeBron just leaves for Golden State, and he's like, "I've abandoned my boy. <laughs> I'm a sinner." Um, last thing about the Lakers, I, I think we talk about them in a minute. We we'll talk about the Warriors and Nuggets. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, I'll wait. I'll keep this Lakers point until their game. Okay. Uh, this this is gonna be a big thing. This is kind of a point for the for both the games, but. This is a big step for the the MVP race in its early stages. Mm-hmm. Jokic and Embiid are currently the top two in odds. Embiid's been playing out of his fucking mind, but Jokic is still like the best player in the league. Yeah, it's gonna be like we're gonna and Christmas is like the day you get the most eyeballs on basketball. I think we're gonna walk out with like a major favorite for MVP. Like one of these two guys is dropping fifty. Yeah, and the Nuggets have won their last like they're won their last three in a row. It feels like they're getting to that point that great teams do after they win a title where they're like. All right, you know, we were a little tired at the beginning of the year, party too hard with the title in the offseason, now we're ready to get going. Yeah, they, they definitely, like, it was one of those things where every time that someone beat the Nuggets, they'd be like, well, they beat the Nuggets, but the Nuggets didn't. Like, the Nuggets aren't first place in the West. They were kind of getting yeah. beat up a little bit. Because to, to steal another Bill Simmons-ism for the second time in the podcast is the disease of more. Like, they yeah. won a title last year. It's hard to get yourself up again when you just did it, right? Right. Yeah. And when you're a team like the Nuggets, chasing the one seed isn't that important. No, you'll be fine. You'll like, be fine going on the road. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't need to worry about what team you're going to get matched up with. Like, I mean, I don't. I don't like. They'll beat them handedly, but a team that's had less recent success, like the T Wolves, would like the number one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and hopefully not get matched up against uh, 
like Sacramento after getting that one seed. That's off topic, though. Neither yeah. neither Sacramento nor the T Wolves play on Christmas. Uh, predictions. Predictions. Winner and score. Because it's Curry, I think, you know, and the NBA needs the ratings, Adam Silver will give him a call, keep the game close until the fourth quarter starts, and then I think the Nuggets can run away with it pretty handily. I'm going to say 140-120. Damn, I, I, say, I just guessed a 20 points. <laughs> yeah. Which is the biggest guess so far because I guessed a 19-point win for the Bucks. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm also going Nuggets. It's a road game for the Warriors, who have been terrible on the road. They don't have anyone to guard Jokic. They don't really have much perimeter defense, period. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go, uh, yeah, I, I, just about what you said. Like one, I'll, I'll just for So we're not doing the same thing. I'll do 139-119 Nuggets. Mm-hmm. A lot of high-powered offenses. Yeah. All right, next game up. Oh, man. The, the clash of the biggest fan bases in the league. Mm-hmm. Going 70 style on their ass. Celtics at Lakers. Last time I checked, line was Celtics minus four and a half. I'm sure you can update me that it's different. It's moved. It's Celtics minus two. Damn. That's pretty big movement, too. That's a big movement. It is. They haven't played each other yet this season, and they won't play again because cross-conference play. Mm-hmm. Lakers are in a pretty major in-season tournament hangover right now. They haven't won a game since the end of the in-season tournament. So this is my point I was going to make. Don't hang up banners for the in-season tournament. No, nah, their banner's fine for it. Come that's on, let's so let's stupid. make the in-season tournament start feeling special, and that's the right way to do it. That is so, that that is Carl Anthony Towns saying their play and win was more important. Than I thought you were going to say that was the Colts with the AFC championship <laughs> banner or whatever they hung up that one year. Yeah. What was it? They won the AFC South or something? Yeah, it is. Like when teams win the division, they put banners up for that. They get knocked out in the first round. Yeah, like you don't. Have to, you should have to take the banner down if you get knocked out in the first round. I, I like the way they did it though. It's like one giant banner that you can add to. I don't know, I can't. Oh, that's why this line moved. Why? Because uh, Porzingis was ruled out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then. That's problems. Yeah. If you got actually like a motivated AD. Christmas Day. I think he'll, he'll actually want to play that day. LeBron, LeBron sat out the Timberwolves game and then played their last game against the Spurs, I want to say. Yeah. AD is questionable what. He has been for every game of his career for yeah. the last five years. So. Yeah, AD's been questionable. He got traded away from the Pelicans, and they hit the questionable button, and it got stuck. Yeah, they never took it off. So, and so is LeBron, but once again, LeBron's been questionable yeah. for the last three years. Yeah, LeBron, like, heals faster than Aaron Rodgers, and they're still like, could be questionable. He stubbed his toe this morning, so. When you hit 40, they just put the questionable on you and never <laughs> remove it. Yeah, he could fall and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar himself in the hip. I don't remember hearing that. What happened there? He fell at a concert a couple weeks ago and broke his hip. Oh, no. Yeah. Get better, Kareem. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Kareem. You come to Chesapeake, Virginia, we'll give you a free donut. On the house. And a free cup of coffee. No, just the donut. All right. You got to pay for the I'm coffee. not a Bucks fan. I'm not a Lakers fan. You get the fucking donut for free, Kareem. Damn. Also, can I have your shoes? Why do you want his shoes? Sell money, eBay. Oh. I you do something weird like smell them. No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> not at all. I want them. You wanna? You, you sure you don't want to bitch more about this this banner? No, I'm good. I will say, like, what? I mean, obviously the NBA knew what they were doing to put this on Christmas Day. Like, big NBA fans, longtime fans are screaming whenever Boston and the Lakers play. Longtime fans that were watching games back in the '60s. Oh, uh, third mention of them. Bill Simmons is gonna be dehydrated <laughs> during this game. He's gonna have just creaming so much. <laughs> Lakers, Celtics. Uh, Celtics have more titles. Those ones from Minnesota don't count. 
as a horrible visual. <laughs> <laughs> on Christmas, too. Come on, Bill. Clean it up, Bill. I meant that <laughs> metaphorically, not literally. Yeah, that, that Porzingis being out is going to hurt them for sure. I, I'd be kind of, I'll be curious to see what they decide to throw at LeBron here because Derek White has been like one of the best defensive players in the league. Mm-hmm. You still have Drew Holiday, Tatum, and Brown. So do you do like a rotation on LeBron? Are you just doubling him? Like, what what do you throw at LeBron here? There's like always two schools of thoughts. Two schools of thoughts. Two schools of thoughts. East and West. Yeah. Well, you could have a two school of thoughts. No, <laughs> um, you guys. Anyway, you can focus on LeBron. Or you could just be like, make LeBron beat us. Yeah, so I, I guess back. I guess the only thing you're worried about here is like Davis going up. But once again, they do have Derek White, who's one of the best like defensive forwards in the league. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. That's what I was gonna say though. The problem with the let make LeBron beat us this game is I don't know if they can shut everybody else down without. Yeah, how do you stop us. Austin Reeves? And I was thinking the other guy, Rui Hachimura, <laughs> the the unibrow, D'Angelo Russell. D'Angelo Russell has a unibrow? D'Angelo Russell, like, when the game starts, they should just pre-fill in his box score. Yeah. Like, uh, one of six from three. We'll <laughs> say four of 12. Yeah. <laughs> two assists. Sound good? That sounds good. LeBron, like, he's just dying. He can't wait to trade him. Yeah. He cannot wait to do it. it. Like, it's like when you were in school and you had figured out something in whatever class. Like, they were teaching fucking math and you already, like, understood it. But there was, like, six kids in the class who didn't. Yeah. And so you had to spend, like, a whole extra day learning about it. And you're just like, what am I supposed to be doing now? I already know this stuff. Mm-hmm. That must be LeBron every time he watches D-Lo. Yeah. Like, there was a play maybe, like, a week and a half ago. I forget who they were playing against. Uh, it might have been Brooklyn. But there was a jump ball. And initially... Anthony Davis is lined up on the side of the jump ball closest to the Lakers basket and LeBron's lined up on the other side and he walks over to Davis and has them switch. The jump ball goes directly to Davis and LeBron's already like two thirds of the way down the court full sprint. Yeah. Davis just outlets it to LeBron. LeBron lays it up. Easy two points. Mm-hmm. If the, if the, like if you just plays D'Lo with LeBron in that play, that somehow ends up in a two point turn or a, a turnover that ends in four points for the other team. Yeah. I guess I should apologize to D'Lo. I said his box score was pre filled in one of five from three. He uh, is actually currently averaging two of five a game. Oh, he's shooting 40 from three? 38%. Two of 5.4. Got it. Yeah. I was wondering how you did the math that fast until I realized it probably was just averaging it for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a super <laughs> like, computer. That was really fast math. <laughs> I'm not a super computer. <laughs> That's an extra six point a game that the Lakers wouldn't be getting otherwise. Yeah. That's no. all. That's all. What do you mean? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. What were you doing this with the other day? There was some math thing I did the other day that you just absolutely shattered your mind. I did 7 plus 9, and you were like, no, 13. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, 15. No, 13. No. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, that, that broke my brain. Celtics are currently the title favorites. Do you think that they uh, strengthen their case on Christmas? No, I'm going to I'm gonna go hot take or overreact to the Porzingis injury. <laughs> Is it overreaction? <laughs> I like the Lakers here. What uh, What's your score? It'll be close. I'll say 133-129 in overtime. Whoa. I'm going to crush you on Twitter when it doesn't go to overtime, but you were right about the score. I'll you, take it. You don't get any points if you get the score right, but you said overtime, it doesn't happen. It's like when you play horse and you have to call out things ahead of time if you want someone else to do it. Yeah. Like if you go like nothing but net. Mm. Like if you shoot it, it's nothing but net, but don't call it out. Yeah. It doesn't count. Right. But if you call it out, then the next person has to do it too. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you for explaining horse to me. Uh, I'm going to go 112, 110 Celtics. Yeah. Coward. Because <laughs> I'm taking the favorites. <laughs> Vegas knows more than me, Mike. Have fun pushing when you take Celtics minus two. Fucking coward. Do people go to basketball games on Sunday? Not Sunday, on Christmas? Yeah, I'm sure. people. Like in L.A.? Is yeah. that like a big L.A. thing to do on Christmas? I mean, it's the Lakers, so it's the biggest team in the fucking universe. Yeah, and I'm sure if you're not someone who has like a shitload of family stuff you have to do. So you think it's just all Jews? <laughs> what? Is that what you're saying? Oh, because of Hanukkah. No, because of Christmas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next game, asshole? <laughs> 76ers at the Miami Heat. Oh. Heat are favored. Minus one and a half. That's stupid. Who's out for Philly? I'll find out. <laughs> Unless it's an Embiid and Tyrese Maxey. I can't really justify this line. These two teams haven't played yet. They'll play a few more times during the season. Embiid's just on no, no, a fucking ridiculous run. They have one of those dumb stats where they're like, he currently has the second longest 30 and 10 streak of all time. I don't care about that. He's averaging 40, 10, and 5 with three and a half stocks in December. Jesus. Yeah. I figured out what it is, though. What? Nicholas Batum is out. <laughs> The Batman himself? <laughs> yeah, they just totally, that's totally swung the line. Vegas odds keepers are shaking in their boots now. Yeah. What if Batum gets cleared and he returns to the game? Mm-hmm. I, this this feels like just by now he cult bullshit. I mean, we're seeing like is, yeah. Duncan Robinson's been awesome. Hami Hakez has been awesome. Mm-hmm. He, he would be rookie of the year if it wasn't for Chet Holmgren and Wimbanyama. Mm-hmm. I But like, what – like. Jimmy Butler hasn't been good. Bam Adebayo has been good, but they've been able – like, good defensive teams have shut him down. Like, the Timberwolves shut him down. Philly's a good defensive team. There's some underlying metric stuff. Like, Philly hasn't performed very well against teams that are over 500, but has beaten the shit out of teams below 500. They just haven't played a lot of teams over 500. I think that that's coming to pass at a certain point because I do think they're a good team and they have a good coach. I don't get why this is a one-and-a-half point line towards the Heat. Is that, like, implying this would be a pick on a neutral court? Basically. And I don't, I don't get that. Because, like, the Heat have to hold a team to, like, 100, 110 points, have any chance of winning a game. Yeah. Who's who's the best player in this game? Embiid. Who's the second best player? Tyrese Maxey. Who's the third best player? Yeah, exactly. Tyler Hero? <laughs> Tyler Hero. He's playing the best right now. He's scoring more than bum-ass Jimmy Butler. But that's, that's exactly the point, right? Like, the top two players are obviously on Philly, and then maybe the third best player is on the I mean probably the third best player is but still this is basketball people if you got the two best players you have a better chance of winning than losing yeah like I'm just curious now is Tobias Harris not the third best player no yeah I think I'd take I would just take Butler before Tobias I think I would, this season I think I would take Bam over Butler yeah well I mean Bam and there's an argument that Bam and Tyler Hero have been more important than Butler this year. There's an For, argument Duncan Robinson's been more important than Butler. Duncan Robinson actually learned how to shoot two-pointers. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And Hami Hakez. Is he just like one step inside the line? Like that's as no. far as his brain can compute. He's, he's shooting layups. Wow. Yeah, it looks wrong. It's like when someone photoshops a different head onto a body. You bulk up? Start no. drive, driving the line? Oh, okay. Not even a little bit. <laughs> that's that's what, one of my favorite things about the whole like, should we trade Laurie Markkinen? Is that sometimes people will get the picture of him when he was a rookie. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, so small. Now he's got, like, big old shoulders and everything. Uh, he bulked up. Yeah, he bulked up. Yeah. But, like, when he, when he was a rookie, that guy that guy was tiny. It's like Giannis rookie pictures. Yeah. 
Are both the coaches in this game Coach of the Year candidates? Nick Nurse and Spolstra? Spolstra and Tomlin, two guys that have never won Coach of the Year. I don't think Spolstra's in it. You don't think so? I mean, he, Duncan Robinson is having a career resurgence. Yeah, but there's... Tyler Hero's back. There's so much... I mean, team success is a thing, and it's not like the Heat, who are currently the fifth seed, that's like, whoa, the Heat bounced back to become the fifth seed. At some point, we got to give it to him just for career success. Yeah, like a Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he should get the award just for having to deal with all the years where people were like... When LeBron was there, it was like, Spolstra sucks. He's holding his team back. Yeah, remember when they, they were like... They had like a... a t- players-only meeting and like were considering like ousting him? Yeah, and then LeBron leaves town and he somehow avoids like Miami becoming a basement team. And people were like, oh, I guess Spolstra's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was uh, those, those years with... Um, uh, uh, Wade, not Wade, um, Dion Waiters, Dion Waiters and uh, Whiteside. Yeah, where they were like still doing all right. Yeah. And now, I mean, the team's played in, what two out of the last four finals? Yeah, three out of the last four Eastern Conference finals. Mm-hmm. With their best player being Jimmy Butler, who was a second round draft pick, who's never even gotten like in the conversation for MVP. Yeah. So, if I'm like trying to decide what games am I watching Friday between football. And basketball, this is one where I'm like, I'll go watch football. Oh, I, you, I'm not missing Tyrese Maxey games. Well, see, and it's it's not the 76ers' fault. It's I have no heat. desire to watch Miami Heat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the most fun Heat minutes, minutes are the Hawkes-Robinson Ro- minutes. I, I, I Like you, I have no desire to watch Jimmy Butler run into the paint to get fouled and Bam Adebayo shoot two-pointers from the low block. Yeah. But it works for them. I mean, it's kind of like the Hawks. Like, yeah, the Hawks shoot a lot of three-pointers. I still have no desire to watch it. No. Because I hate Trey Young. All right, Mike, you want to throw out your prediction here? Oh, yeah. I'm going to say 76ers, 123 to 100. <laughs> I'm going to smack the shit out of them. Yeah, I think you're probably right. I'm I always, I'm always... This, line. this is this is one of those, what does Vegas know that I don't know lines. Yeah, and I only give – I only I say the 76ers only get to 123 out of respect to Miami's defense. Yeah, I'll say I'll say Sixers, one seventeen Heat ninety eight. All right, Mike got one more Christmas game here. We're gonna talk about the Pistons, but we're running short on time, so just quick insert here. Uh, Pistons tonight have an opportunity to tie the all time loss streak. We're all rooting for it. Let's get it going. They were chanting, "Sell the team," during their last game when the Jazz, without Laurie Markkinen, Jordan Clarkson, uh. Keontae George, or I wrote Jordan Clarkson down twice. So there was someone else there, but I, I wrote down the wrong name. When they were going to win the game, fans were chanting, sell the team, which you can sell the team. Monty Williams still sucks as a coach if you sell the team. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, so DeAndre Ayton was right. Kelly Olenek drops 27, which is a lot of points for Kelly Olenek. Yeah. What a terrible – like, it's even worse when a team is so bad and there's not, like, a Wemby in the draft yeah it's like why why do you why are you doing this yeah <laughs> yeah which just just a note here i know we were just talking about the sixers heat game and we were like what does vegas know that we don't know mm-hmm. the pistons were favored in this jazz game and still lost the pacers were the pistons were the favored. Pistons. I, don't, I thought you said pacers no pistons were favored over the jazz in this game uh, just because of all, all the injuries because of all the injuries Cause other than that there's no reason for the pistons to ever be favored no yeah like if any one of those players were playing, I think that the Jazz mm-hmm. should have been favored. All right, that's 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 your Pistons note. We're all rooting for the loss. If the, if Brooklyn, if Brooklyn shits the bed tonight, and the Pistons manage to break the streak, I think we should all be disappointed as a collective. Even if you're a Pistons fan, root. You know yeah. what's better than being a bad team? 
making history. Being the worst team. Yeah, that's right. You're not going to be processed bad. Come on. Shut up. Yeah, Cade's not great. It's all right. <laughs> all right, final game. The night game for Christmas Day. Dallas Mavericks at the Phoenix Suns. Last time I checked the line was Suns minus five and a half. Mike, the line is now? Five. These guys haven't met yet. They'll play a few more times this year. Same conference and all that. Suns are in a huge slump right now. They can't get the three guys on the floor healthy at all times. We don't know what's going to happen with Beal or what his timeline is going to be to come back. But in December, Suns are three and seven. Not good. Not good. Not good. Not good. That's Pistons numbers. <laughs> yeah, this is kind of karma. You keep saying that. Yeah. Are you, do, do you not like that the Suns made these moves? Like on a on a molecular level, you don't like it. On on, I don't even even know if it's molecular. I just think sometimes teams like get blinded by ooh, big star, go get, and then it doesn't like it doesn't work. You you get rid of so many other pieces, and then you know it it is a short sighted move. It's new owner syndrome. Yeah, I feel like I would like this team's chances a lot better if they hadn't done the Beal trade. Me too. I mean, especially because Beal can't play. He doesn't play basketball anymore. Yeah, he's hanging out with who did we say? Was in Aruba. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, yeah. (laughs) He's hanging out there with him. This is, I mean, you know, from the, this is fascinating side of things. There's always players you can pick out in these games now that are super fun to watch. And for me, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Luka Doncic is a ton of fun. Kyrie's questionable. Kyrie's fun when he plays. He's out. Yeah, there you go. But just, just getting on one end of things. You know either Devin Booker or Kevin Durant's going to go off because the Mavs' defense sucks. And then the other end, you know that Luka's going to go off because he's Luka and the Suns' mm. defense kind of sucks. No Derek Lively either. Oh, man, my boy. Mm-hmm. That's going to hurt their defense even more. Kevin Durant's going to have 11 dunks. I wanted to come in here and be like, oh, like take the five people. I think Dallas could actually win this game. But then no no Kyrie. Yeah, no I Kyrie. Like and it. then yeah. Derek Lively, who's actually pretty good. Yeah, maybe like their fourth best player right now. Mm-hmm. That's another team that's like a trade away. Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. It, it's felt like that for what? Ever since Luca yeah, got since, to since it. Since Luca got there. Yeah. It's constantly like, oh, I got to get someone to go with Luca. Got to get someone to go with Luca. How much do you think Atlanta regrets the trade young, Trey Young trade? Because they were originally in the Luca spot. Mavs flip picks with them. I mean, it depends on how you weigh it. Luca's been the better player, in my opinion, but they've both had like the same amount of team success. Yeah. So then that means that. The Mavs won because they've had the same team success, and the Mavs have the better player. Okay, so yes, the Mavs, the Mavs do come out slightly ahead in that. Do you think, in hindsight, it's like, oh, you got to get another piece to go with Luca? Maybe it should have been a forward, not a guard. Yeah, yeah. Like you're terrible defensively, and you went and got a guard that plays no defense. I feel like we're about to enter a, a phase of basketball where drafting depth is more important i feel like we're, we're slowly exiting the get a big three and nothing else matters phase and you know now we're in like the big two in depth phase i think it's just gonna get more and more like once you have your guy just take as many shots as possible on the draft board like what kind of what okc is doing where they have their guy in sga and then they're like all right we got sga let's just get as many bullets in the gun as possible and take shots just build around them like i've Ever since they started stock stocking those draft picks, people have been like, oh, they got the ammunition. Go get that big star. And I feel like they have no intent of doing it. They, there's no reason for them to. No reason to, yeah. they already have SGA and Chet Holmgren, who mm-hmm. are going to be two just top-tier level players. And they got J-Dub, who's another great scorer. They have a good bench unit. Lou Dort, Josh Giddy. Mm-hmm. Look at 
the top three teams in the West right now. Timberwolves, Thunder, Nuggets. None of those teams went out and chased big stars. They drafted them, and they built around them. Rudy Gobert. Um, I said big star. <laughs> well, they gave up big star price for yeah, him. I'm just kidding. And all three of them have have a trade. Also, just worth noting, the Thunder did trade for SGA. Now, that was – they traded away Paul George, and yeah. they were like, we want young assets back and got SGA. So it wasn't like they made a move to get SGA. Right. And that move is more about the Clippers being bad in these situations. And the Nuggets – signed or traded for they traded for aaron gordon but once again that's not a big piece that's not a massive piece yeah so i, I yeah like that, that's kind of what i'm saying like look at the nuggets model of we drafted Jokic, we drafted jamal murray and then we've just got all these they drafted michael porter jr think about all these pieces that you know they get kcp in the building which was a big part of their their team bruce brown in the building but i, I really do think that we're entering the phase where like drafting becomes more and more important especially with that second apron on the luxury tax mm-hmm. where now it's like so hard for teams to just bring in three massive contract guys. Right. Well, I don't think it – I think what you're trying to say is the league is actually becoming smarter. <laughs> because you can sit there and be like, oh, but it worked for Miami when they went out and got LeBron. Oh, it worked for Golden State to go out and sign KD. It's like, yeah, because that's LeBron and KD. <laughs> that's different than trying to build a big three out of players that are like, oh, yeah, they're great, but they're not, like, top five. Yeah, and – Every team in the league is, has, like, such high-quality players now. Not every team. I mean, right. we've been talking about the Pistons a few times. But yeah. you just look at up and down these rosters. Like, there's, there's like, fringe MVP candidates on so many teams now. Yeah. Tyrese before he took a slump. Like, SGA and Luka, one of those guys is going to finish fifth in MVP voting. Yeah. Like That's those, crazy. those guys, those guys in two thousand two would be the second best player in the league or the first best mm-hmm. player in the league, and now it's one of those two guys is going to finish fifth in MVP voted. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm also shitting on teams that go big big game hunting when the Clippers are nine and one in their last. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I'll stop. Yeah, who's the best player on the Clippers? That they drafted. They draft Zubots. No, he was on the Lakers. No, they've traded him all away. Yeah. Is there anyone on the Clippers that they drafted? They they draft Bones? Nope, he was on the Nuggets. Oh. Wow, they could have had Jokic and Bones Island. They never they lost again. They had Jokic and Bones Island. Big mistake. They had to give it time. They would have they won <laughs> perfect. Think, I think they L. traded away Bones Island the summer before they won <laughs> the finals. <laughs> it's because Jokic was a ball hog. It was causing problems. <laughs> he wouldn't let Bones cook. Let Bones cook. <laughs> Anyways, we're talking about Maverick Suns. Yeah. Why is it every time we try to talk about the Maverick Suns, our conversations devolve into talking about Bones Island? <laughs> now they're the Edmonton Oilers of the segment. <laughs> yeah. Bones Island is our Edmonton Oilers. Yes. Only longtime listeners will get what the fuck that's supposed to mean. <laughs> yeah. All right, Mike, we got to throw predictions. We've been going forever on basketball. Sorry. Uh, I will. I'm not apologizing. You're part of the problem. <laughs> this is a dance. This is like when you become a cop to try to fix it from the inside. Yeah. I will say I really want to go Mavs, but I'm not. I guess this would be a good one. Fair to say. I think we're looking at... I think all five of these games are going to yeah, be good. they should all be good, except for 76ers seat. Um, I'll say Suns win 138 to 130. So you're not, you're not even just not taking the Mavs. You're taking the Suns to cover. Well, basketball can be like, oh, it was a close game, and then like the Mavs had to start fouling. So like it really should have been like a three- or four-point win, but with foul shots that got thrown in in the last 30 seconds or whatever... It becomes an eight-point win. 
I'm going 126-123 Suns. Oh, wow. Closer game, a little bit lower scoring than you think. Who's hitting the game-winning three in that scenario? Actually, it's going to be that they run a play for Tim Hardaway Jr. to hit the game tying three, and he misses. He misses. I like that. You want to take a short break? We'll go talk about some hockey? Yeah. Oh, wait. Any more basketball thoughts? Anything else? No. Okay. (laughs) Pass it to Luca. He's going to juke you. All right. We're back. Talking about hockey. I'm Adam. Mike's still here. He's not talking, though. Feel like uh, we're kind of in the groove with hockey season. You know, we just talked about basketball for about an hour, but we're hitting the most important day in the basketball regular season calendar. It feels like we're in the midst of the hockey season, where you, you just kind of you got to feel for everything. Just wading through stuff at this point, just enjoying a game on an individual basis without having a giant marker on the rest of the season. Why doesn't hockey get a holiday or something? I don't know. They don't really have one. Yeah. Boxing Day, Canada Day. <laughs> that's basically the same joke yeah. twice yeah. Uh, so first topic here Mike um, you have written down here that the Buffalo Sabres lost a 9 point game 9 to 3 and then won a game and what was it 9 to 4? lost 9 to 4 9 to 4 yeah. and then won a game 9 to 3 yeah. uh, Mike what are your thoughts on that swing? I mean just great perseverance way to rebound guys <laughs> I mean hey the, the Thompson Tuck Skinner line got going so fucking Zach Benson playing amazing you think you think Tage Thompson's going to be worth the money now, or is he still going to be a, a albatross around your neck? He's not an albatross around our neck. He's he been an albatross around your neck for the start of the season. That is not true. He's dealt with injuries. He's had a slow start, not a terrible start. He's not. You're an albatross around my neck. <laughs> Isn't that a bird? Yeah. Why is it a bird around my neck? It's uh, it's from an uh, an old story. It's from a. <laughs> <laughs> from an old book <laughs> that's a great cop out for something yeah. good. it's from a very very old <laughs> leather bound book i don't i don't remember what book it is uh a rare S- shakespeare sonnet actually <laughs> Fine, <laughs> thine albatross around doth lady's neck if you google uh albatross meaning it goes one a large white ocean bird thank you or going three under par in a golf on a hole in golf it is from the poem The Rime of the Ancient Mariner in which a sailor who shoots a friendly albatross is forced to wear its carcass around his neck as punishment. Now, Walt Whitman? Tyler Coolridge. Samuel Tyler Coolridge. Hmm. I didn't mean to do that like James Bond. <laughs> I just didn't read his first <laughs> name to start it. Okay. It's referenced in the comic inside of the Watchmen comic. Does that help you at all? No. Okay. Well, anyways. Yeah. You want to talk about, about some hockey? Yeah, so speaking of bad goaltending. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Columbus Blue Jackets just toasted you guys, eh? Why do I keep talking about this? Who was in goal for that Columbus game? <laughs> does it matter? Was it Le- Levy? It doesn't Levi? matter. It was Levi, wasn't it? He got pulled then, yeah. He led in four, I think, and he got pulled. And then the other five were just empty netters. <laughs> <laughs> no, then we put in, I think we put in Comrie. Which basically, we were playing down a man. <laughs> so, uh, some hockey, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bad goaltenders? Bad goaltenders. I believe that you wanted to lead off this show. By talking about the worst goaltending situations yeah. in the league. I wrote down five of the worst goaltending situations in the league in no particular order. But here's what I found. You have to keep in mind, like, San Jose's goaltenders suck. But that's not a bad situation because they want to suck. It's a feature, not a bug. Exactly. Or, like, a team is like, hey, our goaltenders are rough. We got a stud in the in the system. That's a little bit different. These are teams that could be winning more, but their goalies suck. For example, first team, the Detroit Red Wings. They are fourth in goals for in the league, and they only have a plus nine differential. Uh, Huso, which nine five and two, he's averaging three point five three a game and an eight nine three save percentage. Then you got Reimer, who's three five and two, three sixteen goals against an eight nine seven. Now Lions was helping, 
Alex Lyons. Uh, you just meant Lyons, just like the animal. <laughs> that's how they stopped teams from scoring. They released live Lyons onto the ice. Um, in the seven games he played, he had a 2.14 goals against and a .932. By far best goaltending they've gotten this year. However, since December 16th, he's been officially listed as week-to-week with some sort of injury. So Detroit's expected goals against are 64.59, mm-hmm. which puts them at 18th in the league. 18th uh, lowest. Mm-hmm. So top half of the league in terms of quality defense. Yeah. But they're still, like you said, mi- minus nine in goal differential or plus nine yeah. in goal differential because they're kind of getting kind of getting waxed they're by back. the goaltending. Yeah. So, but they, now they did try to get some help. They signed on the 14th, they signed Michael Hutchinson. <laughs> Who, if you follow the AHL, you probably know who that is. Um, well, since I don't follow the AHL. Yeah. Uh, two, six, and one in their last nine. Did you say that? No. Okay. Two, six, and one in the last nine. They've given up more, uh, given up four more goals seven times. They're, they won last game, seven to six against Philadelphia. So Detroit's in a situation where if they don't blow up the scoreboard, they just can't stay in these games. Um, I'm listening. No, I don't know if you. Nah, right. okay. I'm listening. Um, Surprisingly enough, an expected goals for this could just be a an example of them hitting where they should be hitting, like a low PDO number kind of. But they're actually seventeenth like in expected goals for, which oh no, that would mean they're over performing based on the amount of goals they've scored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, and public PDO, not public PDO, public expected goals models sometimes can be a little wonky and I'm sure private ones too can, but like Brady Kachuk has like an outrageous expected goal, but I feel like he's constantly just an inch away from the goaltender slapping the puck over and over again into his pads. Yeah. Um, so maybe that's it. I mean, it could just be that I, I don't feel like whenever I watch Detroit, they're, they're feasting on rebounds. No. Which no. could be why their expected goals points are low. Mm-hmm. What's Debrinket shooting right now? I pull it up. Shooting percentage? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't mean. I didn't think the answer was going to be hockey pucks. <laughs> Six on the team as he's shooting at thirteen point nine percent. You think that number comes down, or you think that he's about that's about right for what you expect to have to bring um, I mean, that's higher, a high, right? Yeah, it's that's, that's an, uh, the higher portion of the league. But I don't know if I'd say I think it's coming down because I mean I think he's a very good player, so I could see him sustaining that. He's another short king, just yeah. like UC Soros and Danny DeVito and Danny DeVito, <laughs> short kings. All right, want the next team? Yeah. Toronto Maple Leafs. They are they put up 111 goals this season. Very good. They have a plus three differential. They have struggled ever since the man who they thought was going to save them, Joseph Wall, got hurt. Uh, since he went out, the Leafs are three and four, and are now six points behind the Bruins in their division. Um, Simeon Varlamov might be the worst goalie in hockey I've seen this year. He's pretty bad. Oh my god! They did. They did Joseph Wolf so dirty on his official player picture. <laughs> yeah, his forehead is covered in zits on this picture. And he's like twenty six now, I think. Twenty five. Twenty five. Okay. Same age as me. Oh yeah. Um, that Sabres game the other night, as you mentioned, they won nine three. I'd like to sit here and be like, all nine of those goals were highlight amazing plays by Buffalo. No, like half of them were the Sabres just like throwing the puck on net and it getting behind behind Varlamov. And these weren't, like, tipped, unblocked. These were, like, dear God, Var- Varlamov, the kid who plays at the high school down the street would have got those. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah, I I didn't see the game live, I'll be honest. I went back and watched the highlights of every single goal. Mm-hmm. And it was, I mean, there there was, like, I, I think, like, the third or fourth goal went, like, glove side, just underneath his glove. Yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> just, 
I like. Did he get into a terrible bicycle accident recently, and we just don't know about it? There's like a chain stuck in his gooch right now, and it's really making him uncomfortable when he tries to play goaltender. <laughs> I don't know about any chains and gooches, but he's always he's never been like wow, Varlamov, great goalie. But in past, like he's been better than this. Yeah, in past has been like oh, that's like a good guy to have backing up to play like let's say a fourth of the, fourth or third of the games this year. Yeah, he's like northern northern Brian Elliott. Yeah. So it seemed fine, but um, something else interesting I noticed. I mean, I won't even say all of his numbers. They're bad, but he's played one less game than Joseph Wall. He has 134 less saves than Joseph Wall. He's led in five more goals than Joseph Wall. <laughs> That's a negative 1.57 more. The only other option they have right now is Mr. What's New Pussycat, Martin Jones. Um, What's New Pussycat? Tom Jones sings that, so it's actually pretty bad you know, connection for me, but... That's the first thing I think of. Uh, who is three and one, but he has like a three point two eight goals against, point nine oh seven, uh, and was percentage. the worst goaltender on a Seattle Kraken team two years ago. Yeah, so situation is not great. I don't know when Wolves did they trade for Martin Jones. Mm-hmm. I want to say he was a free agent. I want to say they traded for him. Why would you trade for Martin Jones? I don't know. What's the value? Why would you sign Simeon Varlamov? Touche. Like they may have to call Jack Campbell. And bring him home. Oh, uh, that'd be that'd be excellent, excellent <laughs> for that'd be great for the team. Like I don't know, what, or, like oh, they had their chance. Andy Ranta got waived by Carolina, who I'll mention in a moment. What if you like? <laughs> what if you flash a wand and goaltenders had to go back to the team you associate them most with? Who improves the most in that situation? Do you have an answer? The Wild. What about the Wild? Get Cam Talbot back. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That'd be a solid one. Yeah, that's like when you say, "All right, name a goalie from the Wild." My first thought is Cam Talbot. Yeah. Matthew Kachuk <laughs> would definitely help the Calgary Flames. I said goalies. Oh, goalies. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I don't know. Phoenix Copley going back to the Capitals? Maybe? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, so the Devils could be seeing their, their seasons in you said the Devils? The, I mean, that's, that's the next team. I the the Leafs are in a really bad situation that's right great, now. I want to say something about the Devils, but I figured we'd get to them in a second. Yeah. All right. Well, let's What's go. Uh, what, is, what, how long is Wool out for, man? Like, um, do, we have a, do we have a timetable on that yet? I believe he's week to week. Let me double check that, though. He'll be back to whack. You think he's going to be like Nadelkovich was, where he had like one really hot rookie season and then fell completely off the earth? Or should we start thinking of, of Wool as like a future Vezina guy? I'd pump the brakes on that. Who's who's the best young goaltender in the league? We, I feel like we haven't had like a good young goaltender in the league in a minute. Everybody thought it was going to be Stuart Skinner. Oh, but I still think he's like mid twenties. Goaltenders get going. Carter Hart, got a hat. That might be a good pick. But Carter like, hat. I feel like all the great goaltenders are in the same age range right now. Mm-hmm. Like they're all late twenties, late twenties, early thirties. Yeah. And I, I don't think I feel like we don't have anyone in the wings waiting to take that leap. I definitely do. He's been playing. I know he had a bad game against Columbus, but that's because he was caught off guard because Columbus sucks against Columbus. <laughs> Yeah, listen, he's going to be a great MMA fighter. I know he got beat up by six-year-olds, but still. <laughs> to answer your question, Joseph Wall is currently on injured reserve, so that's six to eight weeks, I believe. LTIR? No, because that would be long-term. Yeah, but then you get uh, uh, Kucherov. He's going to come in. <laughs> is that how that works? <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, Fucking our... future heart winner, Kucherov. He's been so, so he's good. Having great year, he's, yeah. he's having a great year. I think you know what? I think I give it to him right now. You're starting the cooch. Right you're starting the cooch for Hart. I think that I'm I'm a little I'm like midway on the bandwagon. Okay. I think there's some people that are ahead of me. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm fully I'm full full balls into the co- cooch court. <laughs> balls and cooch. 
I, mean, I kind of wish I hadn't said that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. No one clipped that. On to the Devils, as Bill Belichick would say. We're on to New Jersey. I was hoping you would do that. <laughs> uh, the putty. Seinfeld. Oh, with his jacket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know that someone probably makes versions of the jackets? Like, and We should get six. Well, they probably sell them for like 100 bucks a pop. <laughs> should get four of them. Okay. Uh, 600 bucks on a jacket. Devils have lost three straight and have allowed a total what? There was I, – I think I sent you the clip on Twitter. There was such a good clip from that Oilers game they played. Oh, yeah. Where there's like 11 Devils all on the ground and it's just McDavid <laughs> there with the puck. <laughs> like the I entire Devils that. team, including their goalie, <laughs> is all like sprawled out on the ground and then it's just McDavid sitting there with the puck <laughs> right in front of it. And you're like, yeah, I've seen this before. I know this. Moments taken before disaster. Uh Three straight L's where they've allowed 14 goals against in those three straight games. People, you can do math. That's not good. Um, they're now four points back in the wild card. For a minute there, it was like, oh, Devils are getting hot. They're back in this. And now it's shit starting to fall apart. Negative seven goal differential. Um, despite having the six, like being middle of the road and expected goals against. Uh, their attendees this season have been Vanacek. 11-6-1, uh goals against, point eight eight three save percentage. I was looking at his money puck and just like everything's bad. <laughs> There's like nothing good to point out except he has a cool sounding name. That's about it. Vitek. Vitek Vanacek. Yeah, Vitek sounds like a sports brand that makes like, equipment. Yeah. Um, and or then makes virgin protection gear. Yes. And then there was young. There's young 23 old Akira Schmid, who after the playoffs we thought. Akira. Akira. No, it's not. <laughs> Isn't that how the anime is pronounced? I don't think. I don't know. Akira. Akira Schmid, who has been. Five seven one on the year, lost the starting job somehow. Basically, I mean, basically the amount of games played. Somehow Vtex played more. Um, the three point two six goals against and point eight nine three, which creeped me out how close it is to Vtech. Those are supposed to be good, Adam. Timo Meyer hasn't been good. No, and the funny thing is, after the trade last year, that was working out so well. Yeah, yeah, and you have to, you have to mention it. I hate doing it, but you have to mention that they've had some pretty significant injuries. Yeah, I guess it's one of those things where it's like the team can't all get healthy at the same time. Yeah, the team can't get all all get healthy at the same time. Their blue line hasn't been very good, which I think was a strength of theirs last year. And they lost the best power play guy in the league, Andrew Burnett. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's fair to say that Colin Miller is not doing good at filling um, the defenseman they traded away. Severson? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Damon Severson's role was not going to get filled well by Colin Miller. Like, do you still put Jack Hughes in the hard conversation? I mean, the team's been so bad, but that the line with Hughes on it has still been good. Yeah. Hughes and uh, sure mm-hmm. they've still been good. Oh, they've, they've been great. Like, a lot of the young stars, I think, have been playing Luke good Hughes has still been good. Luke Hughes has still been good. It's just, I mean, this goaltending is just so god-awful. The goaltending's bad. They have a ton of assets invested in Timo Meyer. A guy who's entirely re- reliant on speed and had, like, a nagging injury at one point. So maybe mm-hmm. that's it. I don't know. Like... This Devils team almost seems unfixable. Because it's like, like, all right, when you got Hughes, Dougie Hamilton, uh, Nico Heischer, and Timo Meyer all healthy at the same time, mm-hmm. this team should be absolutely shredding. Yeah. Although Dougie Hamilton might actually be injured right now, now that I think about it. I don't remember seeing him in much in the last game, if at all. Um, yeah, they have no cap space either. You know the other funny things about that? Because I mentioned like the cap space thinking about moves. I don't know if there's any goalie out there on the market that these teams could go get that we're talking about. We can all lie and say that they're going to trade Hellebuck again. No, he's been so uh, we get to stock up, stock down. I have thoughts. 
Do you yeah. remember that? Like all off season, we were like, ah, when are they gonna trade Connor Hellebuck? Connor Hellebuck to New Jersey when? But uh, then they didn't. Yeah. So jokes on me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Anything else on Devils? Devils Red Wings play tonight. What's the over under? Oh, good question. <laughs> good question, Mikey J. Okay. I'll tell you the Devils are minus two hundred favorites. Yeah, six and a half. Are you taking there? Take the over or the under. The over or the over. This game could totally end four three. Yeah, this yeah, game could totally like end four that, three. That's not like you know what? I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under. It's plus one twenty. It's just one of those where we're gonna get like someone's gonna put up like an insane goaltending game. Let me pull up goalie posts. Let me see who's who's playing the yeah. game. Then again, if over unders are usually I feel like closer to. I mean, my hockey, I, hockey's different. Yeah, hockey's just different. What's the hardest game to bet over under, son? Basketball? Yeah, basketball. Basketball's got such a wide range of outcomes. I know. And then hockey the, really doesn't. The over unders are like 200 and something. It's so much math. Uh, Michael Hutchinson, Vitek Vanacek. Michael Hutchinson making his debut for the Red Wings? Yeah. Oh, my God. So there is this weird thing where teams will get a goalie that hasn't played like an NHL game in forever, and they somehow, like, their first game will be really good. I think it's because the other team's like, I don't know who that is, so I don't really know like where to shoot on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hutchinson. Hmm. Um I don't know, like this game might be a must watch. I might, might after might we be. finish up, I might have to might have to get some Detroit, New Jersey going. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'd actually take Detroit plus one sixty two at that number. But so Detroit in the over? That's your that's your bet? No, a little little Parlayski? A little Detroit over at plus one thirty two? You're telling me to put that do that right now? Tell me to put a hundred dollars on it right now? <laughs> Aren't you telling me? <laughs> All right, next team. The Carolina Hurricanes. We kind of talked about this last week. Yeah, uh, Freddie Anderson's been hurt. Yes. We don't know when he's going to be back. Yeah, and he was playing decent. As of December 18th, um, it was said, and uh, I don't know if it was Brindamore, someone from the organization had said that it looks like he's still about a month out before he can come back. In his steed, Antiranta, who is now waived and playing for the – he was waived, and then he was alone to your home city, the Chicago Wolves <laughs> of the AHL. Um, he was six five and one for the three point five one and a point <laughs> eight five four save percentage while he was playing. And unfortunately, you would think like, oh, Kachekov, let's go, young stud in the system, get him up here. Seven six and three with a two point five three goals against and point eight eight nine save. Not great. Yep. I also and no one on this team has a positive goal saved well expected. No. This team and the way Brindamore play uh coaches this team, I think is so system heavy. And if you don't have solid goaltending, things fall apart very quickly. Yeah, does does Freddie Anderson coming back save this team? Well it's funny you say that, Because that was my next point. I don't know are we putting a lot of stock in thirty four year old Frederick Anderson? Is going to save this team? Probably too much stock in it. Probably too much stock in it. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel great about if it. If I'm them, I trade for Connor Hellebuck. <laughs> I, Winnipeg's not taking calls at the moment, <laughs> uh, but Connor Hellebuck and Mike, Mark Shifley for one Hurricanes first rounder. Who says no? Everybody, um, three, four, and three in their last ten, but they are still somehow currently the last wild card team. Right, but this is a team that was what the two seed last year. A team that was expected like possibly be the number one seed. I think the they had the third best championship odds going into yeah. the season. And they're they're the they're the final wild card team in the East with yeah. dog shit goaltending. Yeah, I mean the dog shit goaltending on top of I mean I've heard talk about how like they've just never had that offensive superstar. Like Sebastian Ajo. Sebastian Ajo's good, but he's never put up like holy like look at that like production wise. They just haven't had one. It's been like this group system effort. Do you have do you have their points and goals in front of you right now? Don't pull them up if you don't. I do not. Okay. 
guess how many goals the leading goal scorer has on their team through 33 games? 16. 12. Ah, damn. See what I'm saying? So they're boning themselves on each end of the yeah, spectrum. It's Teravinen. Uh, to you. Yeah, and Sebastian Ajo is tied with him with also 12. Yeah. Most season, it's like, oh, Sebastian had a good year. It's majorly assists. Yeah. And he's it, not a goal it, guy. It, it, he, he's a point-per-game guy, but, yeah, he's not a goal guy. He's not a goal guy. No. And you need guys to put pucks in the neck. You need guys to put pucks in the neck. Especially with this team. That's all about, like, just driving high event play. Exactly. And uh, then, like, the other end of that is they give up a lot of rush chances because they're always flying down the ice. And then with terrible goaltending on the other side, you know what happens. You give up rush chances that turn into goals. Yeah. And when you – you don't have to limit – like, it doesn't help to limit shots on goal because your goaltending is that bad. Yeah. Like, they don't need that many shots. You to might as well by. just line up all your guys in the neutral zone. <laughs> That's an idea. Just have all of them sit there. Form when the goaltender gets a stop, yeah, he can just <laughs> yeah. he just toss it to neutral. You get full break. Yeah, but they're never the goaltender's never going to get the stop. Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for my last team? Just put a cardboard cutout in there. That's an idea. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that would throw me off. I'd be like, he's standing so still. <laughs> I don't know where to shoot the puck. Get Brindamore out there. Just have him flex oh, away. Oh, man. Yeah. Comeback year for, like, 50-year-old Rod Brindamore. Playing goalie for some reason. Mm-hmm. Just, let's be honest. Let's, let's just take a side note here. Is Brindamore uh, performance enhancing out there? Wow. Shredded. I mean, if you're going to performance enhance, might as well do it when you're not a player. You can't get in trouble. No one's, no one's testing his pee. No one's I'm testing the coaches. This guy, the guy in, injecting some bull testosterone right between the testicles. Can you test the coaches? Could the NHL do a random drug test on the coach? I don't think so. Only for coaching enhancing drugs. Is that Adderall? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Magic mushrooms. Yes. <laughs> all right, guys, today for practice, we're all going to look at clouds. <laughs> all right, so you're ready for the final team Yeah, in this group of sad, sad combos between the pipes. The Ottawa Senators. Who These teams are getting piped. They're getting piped. So, like, early in the year, Senators were like, oh, yeah, here we go. It has turned into one of the most abysmal seasons for them. DJ Dallas is canned. DJ Dallas? The running back for the Seattle <laughs> Seahawks? <laughs> DJ Smith is canned. Yeah, yeah, they lost their coach. They lost their GM, right? Yeah. Uh, they got some sort of fine from the NHL because they fucked up and did something wrong. That was the Evgeny Dodonov trade. That was the yeah. Evgeny Dodonov situation. They got, I think they got a draft pick pulled from them, too. Yeah. It was and a first-rounder. Now they're sitting at the bottom of their division, almost at the bottom of the league, if it wasn't for the San Jose Sharks and the Chicago Blackhawks. They have one more point than those guys. Um, three to seven in the last thir- – last, they've lost six straight, Adam. Yeah, they're, they're like, way below NHL 500, which, yeah. NH- like, you put – Together, six guys that know how to skate, you can get to NHL 500. Yeah. Let me ask you this. This was supposed to be like a team that was finishing up its rebuild, going to have a ton of great young talent. Who are the great young guys on this team? Stutzel. That's Stutzel. It. Stutzel. Stutzel and maybe Brady Kachuk. Yeah, Stutzel. And, and, yeah, and you can put Brady Kachuk in there, but then, like, that's it. They've been saying for three years in Ottawa, go time. Rebuilds are done. Like last year, we got to brink it. Go time. Rebuilds are done. Next offseason, we got to get rid of Debrinket. <laughs> like, uh, Jake Sanderson? On the defensive side of things, yes. Yeah. Jake Sanderson is another good good young piece. But, like, even Chikrin. Are you really in Chikrin that much? Like, no. on, on this team? Yeah. No. And uh, a real quick note on this six-game losing streak. Jonas Corposalo is a net problem. <laughs> and they have not given up less than four goals in any of those games. Sometimes you look through the Senators roster. Cloud Giroux, Vladimir Tarasenko, Dominic Kubalik. 
Not great. Not great. You have like two young guys, one on defense, and you have a bunch of like mid twenties, old Drews, that kind of stuff surrounding them, and it's not working, especially when you can't get goaltending. And your goaltending is Jonas Corposalo, the great Columbus Blue Jackets backup, where they were like, "Yeah, that's the guy." What is what is it with Corposalo? I feel like when the, he was the backup in Columbus, people were like, "You get Corposalo on a good team, that guy's a starter." He was supposed to be good. There was like this idea that Columbus was a good goalie system. Because they had had some success in the past. And then Corpus Allo was supposed to be the next part of that. He couldn't beat out Merz Lincoln. No. Merz Lincoln isn't a Vezina guy. Uh, no, he's not. He's a good goalie. He's a good goalie. Like, if uh, when you're looking at your options to pick a starting goalie, <laughs> like, he's actually a good one. Um, but not, yeah. Corpus Allo is, he's 29 now, so it's not even like, oh, take give him some time. Uh, 6 and 11. He's averaging 3.62 goals against a game uh, with a .89 save percentage. If he can't go... Then they turn to Anton Forsberg, who has a 3.23 goals against and a .876. I don't know if I – I guess the one thing about situations, I don't know if I could sit here and say, like, compared to the, I think the other four teams, it's like they're being held back by goaltending. I don't know if I can say Ottawa – like, the goaltending is terrible, but that's not the only problem. No. Like, yeah. I mean, we just went through with the roster. is like mm-hmm. you're relying on Tarasenko in a top six forward role when yeah. he's 32, 33 years old now and has mm-hmm. been kind of breaking down. Yeah. And – Sabres have been having have been underperforming this year, and they're Someone still yes. and they're still nine points ahead of Ottawa. <laughs> Let me ask you this: Anton Forsberg, Jonas Corposalo, what is the one thing they have in common besides playing on Ottawa? They're both from Sweden. They also both played for Columbus. Oh, huh. who in the front office in Ottawa came from Columbus? Ryan Gosling, not Ryan oh, Gosling, yeah. Ryan Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds, yeah. <laughs> For those of you keeping score at home, uh, Anton Forsberg played a total of 10 games for Columbus over three seasons. Yeah, I feel like he's kind of been a career backup for the most part. And so is you know, Corposalo until the Kings tried to make him the guy when they traded for him. Mm-hmm. And then they smartly let him walk and said, yeah. we'll put Cam Talbot in here, and Cam Talbot's the best goalie in the league. And that worked way better. So Ottawa's not going to fix it with those guys in that. But I also don't think they're in a situation where they're going to go get someone. Or so if you're them. Ottawa, you, you trade away Stutzel for – Everything and do like a full teardown, or you think that you're going to lose all your fans and have to move your team to Arizona? I don't think you can trade Stutzel. No one Kachuk? wants him. Trade no, Brady Kachuk? Uh, no, because right now they're like those guys are the they're the core. We're gonna have a Stutzel. We're gonna have a Kachuk. Uh, Sanderson on defense. Sanderson, yeah. yeah, like these are the guys you have to build around, and they keep thinking we're done building around them. You're not done building. <laughs> Get more fucking wood. <laughs> they they are the they are the hockey equivalent of when George Bush had the mission accomplished banner. Yeah. And then the war in Afghanistan went on for another eleven years. Yeah. <laughs> Every year they're like, the rebuild's done and then are the worst team in the East. <laughs> yeah, and I guess we can give a slight he's twenty four, but Josh Norris is having a good year too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Josh Norris with eighteen points through twenty five games. I mean he's second in goals on this team. St- not an impressive statistic. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're the senator. Remember the early there was like, oh, senators racking up gold, putting stuff in the net, and I feel like that's even gone away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I almost feel bad for him. Uh, like how south this is went. At least it means no one's talking about Buffalo. Yeah. Oh wait, I don't feel bad for him because I hate the senators. That's right. <laughs> how can you hate the senators? Division rival. How can you feel anything besides neutrality towards the senators? Yeah, I guess you know, what's the term? Misery loves company, so I guess I should like them. Except the Sabres are about to get together, go on the run like no one's ever seen. Pistons losing 25 straight. Sabres winning 25 straight. Devin Levi won't let in a single goal. 
Is there any uh, goaltending situations on the top of your head that you think I forgot? Edmonton. Yeah, so I was going to, and I was like, I just can't go down this route again. <laughs> like, I can't keep doing it. I can't keep having the same argument. You know? Florida? Yeah, I looked at it. It's not bad. No, I'm, I'm just... Bob's playing fine. Just tossing things out, you know? Just tossing it. Um, Yeah, I think we hit... You know, I, I like... I feel like uh, Tampa has mm-hmm. kind of had a, a rough year. Yeah. But Vasilevsky's kind of getting back into shape, so that's all right. Yeah. Seattle is habitually terrible in goal. But that, it's not like – Seattle is Seattle the least interesting team in hockey this year? They are. Yeah. They're so boring. Like, if you would you rather watch four straight games of the Flames or Kraken? Imagine if they were playing each other. That would be so boring. <laughs> yeah, what if that was a playoff series? <laughs> I guess the Flames – a little bit more, okay, because they have some players who are actually playing well this season. All right, we're doing we're doing a least one to watch bracket. Ready? Yeah, Islanders bracket or draft bracket. Okay, Islanders or Seahawks? Seahawks. Islanders are, are cracking four games in a row. I'd rather watch Seahawks. That that wasn't one of the options. <laughs> the Kraken. <laughs> okay, so right now the Islanders have pole position for team you least want to watch. Yeah. San Jose, we're keeping them out of competition because yeah. they're terrible. Um. Is there anyone else that's even worth mentioning in this? Capitals or Islanders? I guess I could enjoy trying to watch Ovi attempt to score goals again. If that ever happens. One yeah. day, maybe. Yeah, I think Islanders are the most boring team. Mm-hmm. They definitely are. But it's like that. It's, it's hard to think of the most boring team because you don't think about them. Yeah, even when they're not the most boring team, like if I actually watched them, I'd see that. They're burned into my head as a boring team because of Bar- the Barry Trotz era. Columbus or the Islanders? Four games in a row. You know, Zach, Zach Wierenski is leading that team in points. Columbus. <laughs> You also get Leo Carlson for some of those games. I know they're kind of doing like a, a split with when he plays and when he doesn't, but you at least get to watch some Leo Wait, Carlson. Oh, for what team? Columbus. You mean uh, Fantilli? Yeah, Adam yeah, Fantilli. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Another team on the goalie thing that I, I honestly almost did put him in there. Like you could put the Sabres in there, but I kept him out just because Devin Levi is 21. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he's playing super young. Yeah, and he's played had some good games recently, so I've, he's, he's developing, so that's why I kept them out. I don't want people to think I was being biased. All right, you want to uh, you move on then? Yeah. You want to talk about some other stuff? Mm-hmm. You want to talk, do you want to talk more hockey? That'd be a good place so, to go next. Okay. Stock up, stock down? Stock up, stock down. <laughs> you want to kick this off or you want me to kick this off? I've been talking a lot this segment. Go for it. All right. I don't have anything. Nothing, really? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fucking with you. <laughs> She's a panic in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, stock up. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia Flyers. Ugh, you're right, though. <laughs> Torts for Coach of the Year? I don't even like hearing that said out loud. <laughs> I'm not hearing a no. Well, no, because it might happen. He's won it before. Yeah. The, the, I think that we're pretty late to the, the Flyers party, mm-hmm. but the Flyers are having a really good year. Travis Konechny having a really good year. You know what? You know what, Mike? Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to fucking hot take. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Philadelphia 70 Sixers. Not the team I'm going to say. <laughs> I want to I, I see him beat on skates. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah. The best duo of Travis's in the league. Konechny and Sandheim. Konechny and Sandheim. Yeah. I mean, I do like Sandheim just because, you know, of the guy who made makes musicals. Travis. Uh, <laughs> Not Travis Sanheim. The guy who made Cats? <laughs> did Sanheim do Cats? No. He did uh, Send for the Clowns. Which one's that? You don't know. We don't watch musicals, no. you nerd. <laughs> Cut that whole thing. Go ahead. No, wait, wait. Who made Cats? It was uh, What's-His-Face, right? The same guy that made Starlight Express. Andrew Lloyd Webber. 
Maybe? I've never seen Cats, actually. Yes, Andrew Lloyd Webber made Cats. I it Googled was? it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm letting, you, I'm letting you Google who made Steven Sanheim. Yeah. Steven Sanheim, who made West Side Story. Yeah. He died recently. Did he really? Yeah. Oh, he also made Sweeney Todd. Such a banger. What yeah. are we talking about anymore? What are you even doing here? <laughs> talking about Travis Sanheim. <laughs> Travis Sanheim, Travis Connectney. No, what makes me mad about the Flyers, because it's right, is that like the underlying numbers aren't even like, ugh, complete luck. This is regressing. It's like, oh, no, they're, they're playing well this year. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. They have uh, one, two, three, four, five guys in the 20-point range through 33 games. Burgers and fries. No one, no one scoring a point a game, but still. I mean, just they're getting high quality from a lot of guys. Travis Konechny is having a huge year. Sean Couturier is having a big back, bounce back year. It's, it would almost be a likable team if it wasn't for Torts. And there is a little bit of likability to Torts. Like, ornery Torts can actually be kind of fun. <laughs> What was that thing? What was that article where you had? Oh, it was the best rants of all time. Yeah, where he's getting into fights with. Yeah, that and I, I was so mad because I sent it to you, and I basically it was him and this one New York guy who they did not get along. And I sent you like their like three most popular like arguments they got into during interviews, and you were like, "You got to narrow it down to one." I was like, "Damn it!" <laughs> yeah. Carter Hart has been playing well. I mean, he's not he's not playing Vezina caliber, but he is definitely the one A there, and he's playing well. Mm-hmm. The team is scoring. Stock up. Stock up on the, the Flyers. Yeah. I'd like to argue, but I can't. It's an unarguable. Mm-hmm. You cannot argue with it. All right. My turn? I mean, there's no one else no, here. No one else just, here? Yeah. Stock up. Jets general manager, Kevin Shevelday-off. <laughs> uh, the man most notably known for a terrible Huberto trade and letting um, Johnny Hockey walk his way to Columbus. Great. Johnny Hockey. Great decision, Goudreau, by the way. <laughs> um, 8-1-1 in their last 10 out. They now lead their division. They're sitting up looking down at Stanley, former Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche, and they're only four points back from being the best team in the NHL. Hellebuck? I think like the first like week or two of the season, we were like, oh, Hellebuck looking a little shaky. Hot, 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 hot. <laughs> Hellebuck's back to being a Vezina goalie. Mark Scheifele found like a second lease on life. Kyle Connor, after an injury, has come back and has continued to stuff the net with pucks. Um, all these players that in the off season, I was like, Jets dumb, rebuild need, player trade, <laughs> and shovel day off. I was like, no, he refused to do it, and now look at him. Yeah, now they're the best team in hockey. I don't go that far, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by the rankings or the by the points, you know, they're the second best team in hockey. They have to be in the conversation for one of the oldest cores in hockey, right? I mean, like I know they don't like have a guy that's like outrageously old, but they don't have anyone that's outrageously young contributing. I think like Cole Perfetti. Is their young like their young player on the team? Yeah, mm-hmm. he is having a good year. But by uh, rookie standard, I mean, like even like Hellebuck, right? Like Hellebuck's in his early thirties, early thirties, late twenties. Yeah, basically where a lot of the like Vezina contending goaltenders are. But it just feels like this team. This seems like way older than you think because they never really competed for anything outside of that one weird bubble year. Yeah, Hellebuck one, kind of an ugly man. <laughs> he's thirty, but he's American. Yeah, best American goalie in the biz. Oh, playing today? Yeah. Yeah. Not of all time. No, I wasn't going to put him ahead of insert American goalie here. Ryan Miller. <laughs> really? That's what you're going yeah. with? John Morrissey is still... I thought he died. No. And he's buried in France. Oh, I get it. John Morrison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a very great like offensive defenseman. I'm not going to sit here and say he's great at defense, but he's playing really well. Uh, Nino 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 Niederreiter was kind of like a sneaky move. 
Yeah, they they signed him this yeah. offseason, right? That wasn't mm-hmm. a trade. Okay. Yeah, because he played. I think he was still on the Canes last year. How's Blake Wheeler doing? He retired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know you knew who Blake Wheeler was. He played. I think he was still there when they were in Atlanta. <laughs> no way. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm looking it up. Don't worry. Uh, Blake Wheeler's on the New York Rangers right now. That's what I thought. I thought he was on a different team. You dingus. How old is he? 100? 37. 105? Is he 37? Yeah. Hang him up, Blake. That's mean. I shouldn't say that. Yeah, he was there when they were in Atlanta, by the way. <laughs> I told you. Yeah, good call. Like him, good call. Evander Kane, Dustin Bufflin. Go Thrashers! <laughs> if you had to if you, you had to put money on how many goals Blake Wheeler has through 31 games on the New York Rangers. Eight. Five. Five. Oh, that was my, that was, I swear to God, I almost said five. I swear to God. <laughs> Your Honor. I almost said it. I almost said it. Uh, last thing I wanted to look up. Rick Bonus. I couldn't remember their head coach's name. Winnie the Winnipeg Jet. Cindy. Cindy. Uh, same as Torts. Head coach can't, or head coach. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, this podcast is being recorded later than usual, people. Um, Way head, later than usual. This is usually a morning podcast. Yeah. Head coach of the Air Canada. Yeah, yeah, I think he, you, you had to mention him in the conversation. I don't know if he's the guy that's going to win it. I feel like that's going to end up going to um, Tockett is probably mm-hmm. the front runner right now. But, you know, torts, bonus. Yeah, possibly. Um, 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 uh, the, 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 the Kings coach. All, when people say Kings coach, I can never remember who it is, and I just think Daryl Sutter still. <laughs> Grumpy-ass Daryl Sutter. Wasn't he only there for like three years? He won a couple cups. That's all that matters. Mike Brown? Who? That's the uh, Sacramento Kings coach. Yeah. <laughs> former uh, former Laker head coach, too, right? Golden State. Former Nick head coach? Golden State. Former. <laughs> I will kill you. Todd McClellan. Oh, okay. Yeah, Todd McClellan's probably another guy for that conversation. You know, Rick Bonus in his last, basically since he came back to head coaching in the NHL in 2019, the last five years, if you include this year, none of his teams have had a like losing record. That's kind of crazy. That's kind of crazy. So maybe this is the final of the year where he hits the big stride. And He's the Mike Tomlin of head coaches. I guess Mike Tomlin's the Mike Tomlin of head coaches. He's the Mike Tomlin of head hockey coaches. <laughs> yeah, I won't go that far. All right, you want to hit me with the – are we doing all of our stock ups and all of our stock downs? Nah, just, I'm just going when I go. All right, go when you go. Go. Uh, stock down. Okay, we're doing stock downs next. <laughs> <laughs> the Pittsburgh Penguins power play. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if you can really call this a stock down because I, I don't know that – there was any point where I had my stock up on it. Yeah. But on the power play, on the man advantage, mm-hmm. they currently have 73% of the goal share. That doesn't mean that they're converting on 73% of their power plays. Mm-hmm. That means the goals scored when they are on the power play, they're scoring less than three quarters of the goal when they are on the power play. Oh, they must lead the league in, sh- in shorties against, Jen, right? Uh, No, you don't want to know who leads the league in shorties against. Who is it? It's Buffalo. <laughs> hey, we had a shorthanded against Semyon... Everything goes in. Varlamov. Yeah, Varlamov. Akposo scored on a shorthand. <laughs> That's brutal. You should you should have to you should pull your goalie if Akposo scores right. on you shorthand. Uh, a, a team's power play that features Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, and Eric Carlson should not be this bad on the power play. Yeah, and you can even remove like Malkin isn't what Malkin once was. Crosby's still not peak of his powers but he's still really good so you could just say crosby and carlson on the power play and they shouldn't be what they are yeah crosby and carlson on the power play should be enough to get you like top 20 on the power play right but it's also fair to say and most teams do this they go four forward one defenseman 
but when your one defenseman is Eric Carlson, that puck starts going their direction. I don't feel confident in him to play defense and stop it. No. So that that could lead, that could be a part of this. Currently, Jake Gunsel leads the power play in points. 102 power play minutes, Mike. Yeah. How many points does Jake Gunsel have on the power play? Three. Seven. Oh. Three. I apologize, Jake Gunsel. I really hate the Penguins, so I'm going to say probably worse every time you do one of those. I feel like this this power play is going to start ticking up at some point just because, like I said, you know, Jake Gunsel, Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Eric Carlson. That's some of your top unit power play right there. They've got to start improving. The power play has been fucking terrible, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they have, like, I think maybe they just got to double-digit goals in the power play. But before that, there was teams that had more shorthanded goals than the Penguins had power play goals. I do need to make an apology. That's not what we're talking about right now. I was going to say, Evgeny Malkin does have 26 points on the year in 31 games, 11 goals, 15 assists. So I apologize. He's not as far off of his his prime form as I once thought. Yeah, the Islanders and Blues are only a few goals behind the Penguins on the shorthand. So Islanders and Blues shorthanded have almost as many goals as the Penguins do on the power play. Dear God. Yeah. It's it's been it's been bad. You know what they need to do? Get Andrew Burnett in the building. Where is he? He's coaching the National Predators. I don't know how many times I had to bring this up to you. Yeah, National Predators are one of the teams that don't exist in my brain. <laughs> are they the most boring team for you this they season? Are, they they are. have Andrew Burnett, all right? You see Soros. <laughs> Our short king, UC Soros. Philippe Forsberg still there? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that guy they paid a bunch of money to. That that guy? That, that, that bad guy. That really expensive guy. <laughs> now, I think you could, um, as a... What's the thing in Congress when you attach something to a bill? What's that term? A rider. A rider. I think you could put a rider on this stock down and say Kyle Dubas stock down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... My, they're still competitive, I guess. So I don't want to give like Kyle Dubas the full stock down. They have thir- they are next to last in their division, five points ahead of the Columbus Blue Jackets. I retract my previous statement <laughs> about them being competitive. That'd be fair. They're only four points out of a wild, or five points out of a wild card spot. So. But that means they're not going to get it. Yeah. Five points at Thanksgiving is a death knell. Also, they're five points, and it's fucking Christmas. I start worrying about five points once you play forty-two games, forty-one games. That's when I start worrying about. I start worrying about five points once you play thirty-three. That's probably my cutoff personally. Oh, they got time then. They're playing. 30, they've only played thirty-one. There you go. <laughs> you better yeah. win these next two games. You bet. You get. You get two games to make up five points. You want to give me uh, your next one, Mike? Yeah, stock man. I wrote bitch Bruins slash Linus Allmark. <laughs> the penis himself. Linus the penis has gone limp. <laughs> and limp Linus, we called him. So in the month of December. He's played five games where he has a 3.31 goals against and a .908 save percentage. 17 goals have gotten by the Vezina Trophy winner. They, the team collectively has lost three straight, and they're 21st in goals for. Hello, Regression. Thy name is called it. <laughs> yeah, this, we, we've been talking about the Bruins all season and how bad their underlying numbers are. Like, they won the most regular season games last year, but then they lost – Probably the most important player. I get it. Pasternak's the heart guy. Like, that's the guy that's going to compete for MVPs. Brad Marchand has the nose. So those are the two elements you need on your team, usually. An MVP guy and a guy with a big nose. Yes, a guy with a big nose. <laughs> but they, they lost, like, the heart and soul of their team. And the regression was going to have to come. They lost the heart and soul of their team. Yeah. They, they made a coaching change last year that exceeded all expectations when the other guy ended up winning <laughs> the Stanley Cup. Like, this had to come at some point. <laughs> yeah. And the underlying metrics were so bad. Now... 
to be fair, to be fair, the regression may have just begun, and they are still leading the Atlantic and only a point behind the Rangers for the best <laughs> for being number one in the East. But Linus falls apart. Swayman's still playing well, which is kind of the nice part of that team. Is it was like, hey, we got two good goaltenders, so they probably weren't stressing. Yeah, they, they won that award last year for the goal tandem that allowed the less, least goals. What's that one called? I don't know. It's got, but hockey's got awards for everything, man. We went to the Hockey Hall of Fame. I think like the biggest room was the one with all the trophies because there was like twenty in there. Yeah, you, f- you kept finding secret trophies all over the place. Yeah. They oh. had them like in corners. Oh, best dressed. I didn't know that one. <laughs> yeah. You know, the Atlantic, not the Atlantic, the Athletic mm-hmm. does a weekly power rankings for NHL players and how they dress. No, aren't they all in suits? Yeah, they're NHL players. No one wears anything interesting. I said a Pasternak who sometimes wears like Kung Lao shit. Yeah. Or when, like, the during the outdoor games, they try to think of something funny and show up dressed up. Mm-hmm. Like, like a Sab- swimsuit. Like the Sabres showed up in Flint Tropic uniforms. Oh, year. yeah. Mm-hmm. Semi-pro. Greatest sports movie of all time. You, for some reason, know shot for shot. Yeah. All right. You got another one? Yeah. Stock up. This one, it, I'm cheating so much on this one. You can rightfully give me shit when I tell you my stock up. Okay. The Los Angeles Kings. Stock up. Hot takes here. <laughs> Dude, they are so outrageously good. <laughs> like, right now, they're second in the league in expected goals, 57.14%. Mm-hmm. They're probably first or second in everyone's individual cup favorite list, maybe behind Vegas, like mm-hmm. in that conversation with Avs, Dallas, Vegas, all that kind of stuff. They have just an outrageous goal season from Cam Talbot. They're getting outrageous production from Anze Kopitar and Drew Doughty and all these guys that have just been like hanging around for a little bit and you didn't expect them just to blow up all of a sudden. On top of that, their big offseason move, Pierre-Luc Dubois, not playing great. No. No. And they're doing all this. They're shooting 8% as a team. Oh, my God. 8% as a team. Their power play, not great. No. Their power play is ranked about 17th or 18th in the league right now. They get to like 10% shooting percentage. They might be unstoppable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm saying stock up for this team. Because we have been talking about how good they all are all year. Mm-hmm. Without mentioning that they're doing it without any of the help. They're not doing it with like high PDO. They're not doing it with an outrageously high shooting percentage. Mm-hmm. They're not doing it with like a super potent power play. Mm-hmm. Try saying that 10 times fast. Super potent power play. Super potent power play. Ba, ba, ba. <laughs> and while they're seven points back of league leading Canucks and Knights, they've played... Five less games than the Canucks and six less games against the Knights. On their power play, they only have 21 goals, which is good for 15th in the league. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we as a hockey-watching collective might be underrating the Kings. I mean, I feel like we, every week, end up gushing about them. I mean, there is a 12 points? Yes. 12-point difference in goals against between them in the next lowest team. They're at, they're at 70. Yeah. It's they have a plus 32 goal differential, which isn't the best. The Canucks still have the best, but that's because they're defying certain numbers. <laughs> but here's here's the other thing about that, right? The Canucks had like an outrageously hot shooting percentage start to the season. If the Knights ever hit the Canucks level of shooting percentage, mm-hmm. especially if they hit it not the Knights, the Kings, especially if they hit it in the playoffs, they might, like, 2001 Lakers their way to the finals. Just fucking 15 straight wins. That was Bob Boyer. No, 2001. 
Lakers got to the finals? Oh, 2001. Yeah. I was like a 2021. I was like, I don't remember that. <laughs> that was that was it the last shot, Kobe. Uh, that might have been the first shot, Kobe. Maybe the first. Shot, it's when Kobe, they yeah. beat the Sixers. It was the Ty yeah. Lue step over game. Yeah, that was. Was that the? Only, I'm sorry, we're going back. Well, last question. I'll say, is that the only time that, um, the answer was in the finals? Yeah, yeah. Only time he was in the finals, wow. and they won one game, the yeah. Ty Lue step over game, and it was That's the right. only game that Lakers team lost Damn. in that postseason. That's wild. And then years later, Ty Lue had rings fall out of his mouth, and we still don't know why. He's got rings on his hands. Does he? One one with the Cavs. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Mike, you want to? You want me to stock up? We're running. We're running a little short on time, so okay. we might have to cut the hot, well, hot seat. Thing. Yeah, we can cut that. Uh, save for next week. Yeah, uh, fun seats. fact, the answer is Lindy Ruff. Lindy Ruff and Don, Donnie Meatballs. I, I was going to say, that's funny, because my first one was Donnie Meatballs. So. Yeah. Donnie save, Meatballs and Lindy Ruff. Savers coaches. Um, my next stock up's a quick one. Ovi. 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 Ovi changed the fucking game. <laughs> this is such a backhanded stock up. He scored this past Thursday, the 21st, in overtime to beat the Blue Jackets 3-2. His first goal of December and his first goal in 14 games. <laughs> Well, it broke a 14-game goal streak. He now sits at 822 career career goals as he still chases. Hey, sometimes guys get cold. They get one in. The floodgates open. So stock up for Ovi because he finally got one back in the net. I don't care how long Ovi plays. That man has to break the record at this point. Like how abysmal this team has been. Mm-hmm. We we've like it, it's unacceptable for him to not to not break the goals record after this. This team, he's been abysmal from a goal scoring standpoint. Yeah. What like uh, his. The the uh, the, you know the one timer, the clapper on the power plays disappeared. Like I'd have to pull up his shooting percentage on power plays, but I it has to be like sub five percent. I'm pulling it up. Okay, yeah, because he just can't get it going. He does have the highest expected goals. Yeah, but that's probably because he's the only one taking any shots. Yeah, he has 143 power play minutes. Through okay. 30 games. And how many power play goals does he have? One. <laughs> <laughs> Your Honor, I rest my case. <laughs> yeah. He has 59, 59 shifts, which mm-hmm. amongst uh, anyone that's played at least 80 minutes on the power play for Washington is last place. But that's because he just doesn't go off the ice. He stays on. Yeah, he just stays on. Because he doesn't move at all for two minutes. He has 95.2% share of power play time. Yeah, he just stands in the one, one spot. And the coach says, just keep, like, we have to. It's in his contract. Just keep funneling it to him. <laughs> Was this the year teams finally found out how to stop the OVU power play one-timer? You wait for him to turn 40? Is that, <laughs> yeah. is that how you do it? Yeah. He, uh, man, I wish I could find shooting percentage, but oh well. Um, if, he can, if he can get cooking and he can be fun again, that would be excellent. It would just be crazy for him to, because the talk all like the talk for the last couple of years has been he's getting old, but you know as long as he can keep scoring at a decent clip, thirty goals a year or something like he'll beat it. He can beat it. And then this year it's just kind of fallen off. Is there anything to be said about the fact that there's just no one around him? Yeah, I mean he still has his his you know, he still has Backstrom his best buddy. Isn't Backstrom out right now? Oh, he might be. Still has Dylan Strom. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> By the way, Detroit's up 1-0. I told you to take Detroit. Detroit in the over, baby. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes into the game, Detroit's up 1-0. Okay, the over may not hit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got a stock down for me? I can go either way. How about that, bitch? <laughs> I can do whatever I want. Uh, I thought about doing stock down Vancouver Canucks. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep the, the gimmick alive for a little bit longer. Um, 
stock up. Minnesota Wild returning to re- relevance, starting to starting to to win games, starting to put pucks in net. Mm-hmm. Kirill Kaprizov had two goals last game, something like that. I think. I think you're right. I think that the Minnesota Wild have probably dug themselves in a little bit too deep of a hole to really be considered contenders. And you know, as everyone will tell you, forever and ever and ever. What's up? They're your they're your dreaded four points out right now. Yeah, there you go. The wild card. They they're just like in such cap hell. There's really nothing they can do about it. Matt Boldy really hasn't gotten going either, which hurts no. them. But they do have they they have a, a rookie who's playing playing pretty well for them. Um, fucking, hold on, I'm gonna pull it up because I can't. Is it? Oh, are you talking about Marco Rossi? Yeah, Marco Rossi. Yeah. There you go. Which is a huge relief for them because he missed a whole year with some kind of like blood issue or something. Um, and then last year once was he it too much or too little. <laughs> I'm not sure, but last year when he finally was up, got called up and played for him, he was just bad. And um, I think they may have ended up sending him back down the season. My memory escapes me. So, And he was one of their like really high draft picks who was expected to be one of their like big centers of the future. So it's good to see him get it together. Yeah, and their goaltending has improved a little bit recently. They are currently – currently they got uh, Gustafson sitting at a plus 3.4 goal saved above expected in the starting role. Marc-Andre Fleury's playing the backup. You see this whole Marc-Andre Fleury-Pittsburgh thing? Well, he might go home to retire? No, no. Like, they went to play Pittsburgh because Fleury's already announced he's retiring after this year. Okay. And they went to play Pittsburgh and Fleury didn't play. Huh. And everyone was, like, upset with Minnesota because they didn't let Fleury play in his last potential game in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. And Fleury came out and said it was his decision. Yeah. It feels like they weren't going to play him, and then they needed Flurry to save them from the negative press. Yeah, Flurry's a Flurry's a team guy. I wouldn't be surprised if he did that, or if he was the coach was like, "Hey, we're going with Gustafson. He's giving us a better chance to win right now." Gustafson. And Flurry was like, "Yeah, I understand." Yeah, the Wild are weird because you you look at like just like at the Sorry, stand. Brock Faber. Brock Faber. Oh, he's never having a good year. I'm about to cut that in back there. I knew I knew Marco Rossi was the wrong answer. I just couldn't uh, okay. remember who the right answer was, so I had to I had to dig back through. Gotcha. You look at the Wild just like in the standings, and you're like, "Ugh, they're still not having a great year." But they have like they're seven and three in their last ten. They just dug themselves such a terrible hole to start the year. Yeah, they've they've gotten hot very recently. That's what I yeah. mean. I, I know that my my King stock up was we they've been great all year. Mm-hmm. My Wild stock up is that they've suddenly gotten a lot better. And a, a big facet of that is once Kirill Kaprizov starts playing well, suddenly the team's good. He mm-hmm. he started off the season so rough. Yeah. And let me see. Let me see. Let me see how many pucks he's put in the net recently. Oh, you did two stock ups in a row. I don't know, man. Fucker. <laughs> so in December, mm-hmm. ten games in December, ten points, four goals. Wow. So he's back up to back up to uh, a point a game pace. Had two goals against Boston in a, a game they won. Like you said, seven and three in their last ten. Yeah, and these were kind of the dark cap days we have known were coming for like the last two or three years at Minnesota. So if they can get through this and stay competitive, that'll be that'll be a win right there. And if Boldy gets going, this team can make the playoffs. I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely could. Mm-hmm. Bully's up to nine points on the season. Not great. Marco Rossi, uh, second place on the team with eleven. Mm-hmm. I think that we're we're on the verge of seeing the Wild start to get going. It, it just is it too late? Is the question? Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go stock down. Stock down. Also, I think Marco Rossi might lead the NHL right now in penalty minutes. I had to double check that. Drawn or taken? Take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he was supposed to be like a two-way center. He's just 
you know, shoving guys' heads into the boards too much, apparently. <laughs> so, uh, stuck then. Pains me to say it. Colorado Avalanche. Five and five in their last ten. They cannot find any sort of consistency on this team. A lot of, uh, a lot of drama recently, too. Yeah, did you see, uh, so I actually saved a picture of this because I wanted to bring it up. Uh, after a game that they had lost last week to Chicago. Never uh, want to do that. Yeah. Uh, Devin Taves said, I think we got some guys who think they're playing well, and I think they're kidding themselves at this point. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just, it's not not great. Um, maybe we ignored a little too much the top heaviness of this roster. Maybe it, the roster isn't deep enough to make up for not great goaltending anymore or not even good goaltending. Well, let me let me double check that because I don't know if it's George Gorgiev has been as bad. Yeah, he's been bad. <laughs> Three goals against in a point eight nine eight save percentage, not great. Yeah, and they had that. They had uh, so Mika Rantanen got in an argument with someone's dad at at some point apparently, or someone's dad was calling Mika Rantanen on Twitter or something. Some random guy. No, like someone on the team. Oh. And then Mika Rantanen came out and had like a four point game after that or something, yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, it's there's there's just been like a lot of kind of a lot of heat going on backstage. They're kind of like the Chiefs this year. Yeah, if the Chiefs actually had more good players than just Mahomes. Yeah, and some of the players in the Avs could probably, you know, be better receivers. <laughs> yeah, who's who's a better receiver down to down basis, Kadarius Tony or Arturi Lekkinen? Well, considering Lekkinen has to like you know he has to he knows how to stay on sides. Yeah, my point. So. Lekkinen lines up on the right side of the ball. So. Yeah. Um, I mean, McKinnon and Rantanen, I've still been unreal. Their next best, you know, score has been uh, Valeri Nishkinen. After that, it it's a drastic drop off. Oh, you know, obviously Kael McCarr, but Kael McCarr's god, so I forgot to mention him. Yeah, McKinnon and and, and McCarr are in the heart conversation this year. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say then it falls off, but it really doesn't. Like, <laughs> it's just such a good team. They just have like. They've hit. They've definitely hit a lull, and they have mm-hmm. so much drama going on right now. Yeah, it, it definitely is that syndrome of a very good team. And when even though they're like third in their division and still have a lot of great pieces, because of past success, they're held to a very high standard. And also, the players know that when you have them getting mad and saying stuff like this, it's because they know like we're better than this. We're not five and five through ten. We're not that level team. So. It's it is nice to see a team with this kind of heat when you when you could have had the thought where you were like. These guys have won a ring. Maybe the passion's gone out of them a little bit. Yeah. To see Devon Taves getting this upset about a losing streak, it's mm-hmm. uh, uh, probably somewhat of a good sign, if that's not cliche or anything. Yeah. And, I mean, I think last year definitely put a bad taste in their mouth. It was not the kind of post-cup year they wanted to have, and they were caught off guard by Skog being out so long, and they went into this season, moved around some pieces, tried to get more depth, and I think right now they're still in a similar frustrating situation where they just can't get consistently the performance they want so yeah maybe it's time to trade everything away can jared bednar yeah tear it down you know tear it down trade mckinnon get Sackich out of the gm's office yeah trade mckinnon to buffalo trade mccarr to buffalo mm-hmm. for for probably nothing, probably I mean, nothing. just get just get him <laughs> off the books that's what that's what i would say yeah, we'll do uh we'll do mccarr for <laughs> mccarr and mckinnon each for a third who says no yeah i'll tell you what i'll do better i'll, I'll go mccarr for henry yoki are you gonna yeah. <laughs> One for one, McKinnon for Ocposa. Yeah. 
I'm all out, Mike. Did you? Did you have you a couple? Know? Yeah, oh, I uh, have. We're at the two-hour mark. So okay. if you have a couple more, you want to run through. Real quick, stock up. Uh huh. Real quick, stock up. Zach Benson. <laughs> all right. Well, that's the basketball. <laughs> Six points in his last five games. He's playing really good, and he's got very good uh, instincts on the ice. He had a great goal against uh, Toronto, where he came in, took a shot, missed it, went around the net, worked to get back in front of the net where you want to be, got the rebound, showed patience. Forehand, backhand, goal. <laughs> so sh- sh- I want to do one homer, stock up, and that was what it is. Stock down, Tage Thompson. <laughs> is Tage Thompson the worst contract in the NHL right now? No. It's, I don't know, is it Huberdo? Is it Johnny Gaudreau? Is it <laughs> Eric Carlson? I'm just saying, you know, if you're, if Darnell you're Buffalo, Nurse? If you're Buffalo, do you start to get worried that maybe Taze Thompson's a bust? No. We dealt with the first, like, two seasons after we traded for him, two or three, where he was didn't know how to be tall and still play hockey. And then he finally figured that out. Fifth in expected goals? On Only 19 points in 25 games? <laughs> All right. We'll see. We'll see who's on the right side of history at the end of the year when the Sabres win the Cup. No, I'm just kidding. I just want to make the playoffs. All right, Mike, you want to you hit plugs? Get out of here? Yeah, we got it on Saturday coming out tonight. Shortly after. No? This guy just wants me to do everything. You said you were going to do it tonight. This guy thinks that I got a million arms and six computers. <laughs> um, possibly tonight after this podcast drops on Saturday. It'll be shortly behind it. Um, and I'm hoping to get the next one up like in the next few days. Hopefully by like Tuesday, early Wednesday next week. Oh, that time alone, Mike. Follow now. Do follow me at Talon and Adam. We will have the NBA League Pass watchability rankings. Those get updated on Tuesdays. We will have Team Talon alone next week, talking some year-end stuff as we get ready for the playoffs. Got an article coming from Tyler Karkara, who posted before his film review. He's doing his top ten movies of 2023. That'll be up uh, probably Christmas Day. We'll see. And then park it back here on Mondays. And Thursdays, not Monday this week. Heads up, no podcast on Monday. Mm-mm. Parker back here most Mondays and Thursdays for our Talent Alone podcast, and then every Saturday again for Basky, which you just listened to. Follow me at Talent Alone Adam to keep up to date on everything Talent Alone. Since we don't have an outro to this podcast, Mike, do you want to uh, perhaps plug any local businesses people should check out? <laughs> I guess if you're in the uh, Southern Virginia Beach, Chesapeake area, Virginia, what did I say? <laughs> Southern Virginia area of Virginia. Amazing Glazed Donuts, South Virginia. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, I meant Polones. Oh, Polones, banging burritos. That's it. Yeah.